0: Who guards the guards? We're trained to fear global warming, the warming of the planet, while that world burns still on account of the fire Tony Blair helped light in the Middle East with UK taxpayer-funded missiles and bombs. Who watches the watchers? Who guards the guards?
1: To Resistance Chicks. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle Leah, will be with us shortly. We are coming off of the heels of an absolutely phenomenal event this weekend with Coach Dave Dabemeyer of Past Assault Ministries. He put on this stellar event right here in our town in Milford, Ohio, at House of Restoration Church. And we had Tom Renz. And new speaker that I did not expect and didn't know that I knew who he was until he showed up, Ivan Raiklin. Man, that was just... Ivan is kind of a a button pusher in Hollywood. And what I mean by that is he... Or Hollywood. I said Hollywood. I meant Washington. Same thing. In Washington, he gets in there and he will push the buttons of the, the people in power in D.C. And I just... His talk on Friday night was absolutely amazing. Now, I'm going to get into uh, Saturday. That was Friday night. Tom Renz gave a speech that just, I don't know. I mean, it was so real. He was so real. He was so raw. And then he dropped some truth bombs. And the reason why I'm telling you guys all of this is because you can still go and watch the weekend. Uh, Coach Dave made that available for 20 bucks. So it's like 10 bucks for each day on CoachDaveLive.com forward slash KentuckyLive. CoachDaveLive.com forward slash Kentucky Live, And you can share that with as many people as you want to share it with. That's just to get an access code. So Coach doesn't care. Just purchase the access code and then send it to all of your friends and family. And so then you can watch Friday night and you can watch Saturday's stream. And then on Saturday, and so Friday night was Tom Wrens. Lee and I opened it up. Then it was Tom Wrens. Ivan Rakelin and Saturday, Leah and I, we, I, guys, I'm gonna tell you something. I have not had as much fun speaking to an audience in my whole life. And I've had some fun as I did yesterday morning. I, Leah and I had a blast. We talked about homesteading. We talked about everything, man. It, and Leah brought, and here's the cool thing. Leah came home Friday night, and Coach had said, I would like for you guys to talk about homesteading and survival. And so it's like midnight, and Leah's going through all of this stuff around our house to take kind of like visuals of homesteading. I mean, it was so our fire cider, our dried garlic, a a bucket of wheat grains with a gamma lid, burn patches, uh, lard. Elderberry syrup tincture. I mean, you name it. It was just a whole amazing table display of things. And we talked about all of this stuff. Uh, Samantha in the chat says, you guys were on a roll yesterday. You had me laughing the it was It felt more like a stand-up comedy act (laughs) than actually delivering... a message of truth. Although it was, it was, it was like a perfect combination, I think of, you know, a spoon, spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, I think. But we just had so much fun. And then Dr. Sherry Tenpenny came in and man, home run from her, absolute home run from Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. And I was like, half the time again, and this was the same for Carrie Midday, my jaw was just like, I'm like, I was learning so much from her. And then when Dr. Kerry got up and Pastor Casper McLeod was there and he, he brought his guitar. He's like, do you want me to play? And we were like, yeah, let's put you in right before Kerry. So um, Casper McLe- McLeod played for like 15 or 20 minutes. Then Kerry got up and again, home run. And I want to tell you guys something. And we're waiting on Leah to get here. So that's why I'm filling you in. But we are going to get to the world news. <clears throat> excuse me, that we have today. We've got a lot. Um, but, uh, the difference between what happened at this event that coach put on that was so incredible and house of restoration and pastors, Brian and Andrea Shuttleworth knocked it out of the park, their entire church of volunteers getting everything ready, doing the lunch. It was just, it was a perfectly done event. Um, each speaker got two hours of time. Now the first hour and then some was speaking and then the rest of their time was spent doing a Q and i I'm pretty sure most of the people that had a question got a chance to ask their questions. And it was like sitting down to a full course meal of being with these speakers. I'm sorry, these events, and I've done them, I've put them on okay, with a whole multitude list of speakers, it's really, I honestly, I don't, I'm beginning to think I don't like the way that that's done. I just don't. Because you do, it's like, it doesn't make sense to sit down and have a little, like, can I have two bites of Chinese, two bites of steak and potato, two bites of Indian food, two bites of like, uh, uh you know, A piece of pie, two bites of a piece of cake, two bites of this, two bites of this, two bites of this, two bites of this. Maybe somebody likes to eat like that. I'm not that type of person. I want to eat my whole plate of food, right? And so if I'm going to have like a five course meal, I want to eat all of that and all of that and all of that, right? And that's what this was. And you just, you felt satisfied from each speaker. Like, okay, I feel like I got the fullness of what you have to offer today. And so I want to congratulate Coach Dave for putting on – in an incredible event. And then coach did something. It was called the Kentucky huddle because it was supposed to be in Kentucky, but it was Kentucky and Ohio and people came from literally all over America. There were people from the West. There was people, there were people from the East coast. Uh, our friends, John and Stacy uh, were in town and we had a blast with them. We love them so much. Um, they, we were able to bring them back to our house after we went out to dinner last night and show them the chicks and give them kind of the, the farm tour. Even it was so late. I think we took them back to their hotel at 12 and they had to leave at four in the morning but um he had coach had everybody stand up from different regions and look around and he said when we take our break find those people and hook up with them because we need to be you know joined together so coach is just so perfect at executing a plan, coming up with a plan and executing the plan. And Coach says that he's going to be doing a lot more of these events. And so I want to encourage you guys to be following Coach Dave on CoachDaveLive.com. Every morning at 7 a.m. on CoachDaveLive.com, they have a huddle where you join via your own video camera. It's like a group. It's not like you sit and watch Coach. You join. You participate. People bring scriptures. They talk. It's, it's phenomenal. We've been on it before. So good. So I want to encourage you guys to do that. Um, Samantha says it was well worth the 20 for the streaming fee. I'm going to rewatch a few because it was so much new and mind blowing info. Samantha, your check is in the mail, but no, seriously, it was really, it was really, really, really that good. Um, I also want to fill you guys in on a couple of other things that happened last week in case you missed out on them while we're waiting on Leah and she is coming. I promise. She was up. She's literally, I think she got like maybe three hours of sleep and got the whole show prepared. She laid down for about 20 minutes, and now here she is. Stop Uh. it. I laid down for 20 minutes, and I didn't get back up. (laughs) So anyway, um, we had on, for Revelation Red Pill this week, a man that absolutely blew my mind, David Sorensen. We had him on for one thing, we, we barely even got to that because the Holy Ghost just fell. It was three hours of just, again, talking about my jaw, like, I had no idea. His testimony was just so good. If you haven't been enjoying the Revelation Red Pill series, which I don't even know you who you know are, I, yeah, whatever, but if you haven't and you're like, I don't really want to watch that because I don't believe in this, whatever you're teaching, still watch this episode because it was almost three hours of just an incredible testimony. I mean, I kid you not. It was just, the, it was absolutely phenomenal. Now. I forgot, Leah. Um, We are going to actually go over what we had intended to go over (laughs) on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, and that is—Leah already has it all written out, which is going to be Leah and I, and we're just going to take you through boom, 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 boom. So when I said it's the most anticipated episode of Resistance Chicks, and then we got literally— this is the way our Surge, our friend Serge explained it. He was like, I was coming for steak and potatoes. I got lobster. I love lobster. Lobster's actually an upgrade, but now I'm still craving steak and potatoes. So I need you guys to go back and do that. Um, so we are gonna go back and we're going to do the most anticipated episode of a Revelation Red Pill and go over the history and take you into a deep dive of how the modern end times theory that's only been around for 150 years got started, but still go back and watch that episode. I broke it up into two parts for you guys because that's easy, it's more easy to digest. Um, she's, first of all, Leah's correcting my grammar and she hates it when I correct hers, but I can receive it. I said it's more easy and she said easier. What? She's whispering behind the camera saying, but I didn't say it on air. But you're here and they can hear you. They can hear you. She, I, she's mouth This is come on camera and tell that to the people. I mouthed it. Whatever. I just said, you lie like a dog. Not easy. more easy. Is, easy. Is, is I think you can say more easy. In yes. the chat, what do y'all think? It's can you say easy. more easy? Well, it's easier to say. People say stuff like I seen that thing and I seen that and I seen that. You can say it. Y'all, if y'all say, can say I seen, then I can say I saw and more easy. Nuclear. That is how you say it. I know. Just don't don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha says Leah wins on this one. Oh my gosh. Okay, Leah. So speaking of the news. This doesn't have a mouse in it. Where's your mouse, dude? Oh, it's probably in there. Flip it over. Okay. Pull it out. No, 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 no. No, not there. No, see that blue thing? Oh, I see it. Alright, yeah. So Leah. Michelle. What happened to Posey Parker in the Netherlands? In New Zealand, I mean. <laughs> we're gonna so, get this right. Okay, that's so that's yeah, nice. this week we're gonna go all around the world. If you guys missed our Friday show, we always show, go all the way around the world. If you guys missed our Friday show, it's because, I apologize because we did one actually. Oh, you mean and the Brideon earlier mine. on Friday, and um, for some reason it didn't make it. So I'm at the event, and I get a message from the Brideon on producer, and he says, um, "I'm really sorry, but the second half didn't upload. I'm gonna have to air I'm gonna have to air a rerun. But it's okay because Patriot Gallery." put it all up in its entirety on all of our so platforms we, yeah and and it was actually go back and watch that friday show because we covered a lot of great news and it's actually to be honest it's easier for me to do a friday show i can fit in more news <clears throat> um when i do it just us and uploading it because i have all the clips which is why we do the second half uh we love being on Brideon. there's a different audience there that doesn't come to resistance right um, but I have to stay within the bounds of, like, a Tucker Carlson thing. Like, this is, this is what we, these are the clips we have cued. I can't, like, be like, oh, let's move on to the next one real quick. Or, right you know, keep this one longer. But this week we've got, um. Because it was pre-recorded. Because it was pre-recorded, yeah. Well, no, because that's how our Fridays go. I know. So I'm it was saying, easier. It was I'm easier saying, to do because, because we pre-recorded it and did it ourselves. I'm saying it was, like, kind of better. That's but what I'm saying. I'm saying here's why it was. Exactly. Because it wasn't live. Yeah. So go back and watch it because it was last week's news, um, all the updates, and one very interesting story that came out, and we may cover that today, um, is that there's two Israeli parliament members that Mm -hmm. actually put forth an amendment to, or a bill, to ban the preaching of Jesus, the gospel, in Israel. You can't do that. That's satanic. And we learned from do- from Carrie Midday yesterday. Why? Why did they do that? Because there's oh, a because massive there's power in... no, there's a massive revival and people are getting saved. Oh yeah yeah, getting yeah, saved. yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I'm still stuck on Carrie's speech was so good. I'm like gleaning on it even now of speaking life. Her speech of speaking life was so the, it's the, the word... power in your words literally here, here. you can physically change things with the power of your words. If you've got friends in the chat- I speak that you are nice to me all the time. I am though. And you know what it feels like though? It feels a little hokey even though it's not actually because I've seen so much, so many Star Wars. Mm. Like it's like the power of the Jedi, you know? Yeah, no, it is true. You say to this mountain, be, be removed. removed. and cast but in sea. what's actually <clears throat> Psalm uh, 21, 18. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And Doctor or Carrie, I'm, She's actually getting. She's actually in the midst of getting rid of her licenses, and I'm I don't know giving what. it back. And she's like, I don't want to be called Doctor anymore. But she's not. She's still actually a doctor, but she's I'm not. She's not, un, she's not undone undone that yet. But it's so it's hard. Well, uh, she to said call she gave them back. She said in the process. she process. Oh, okay. She's in the process. That, you know, <clears> I don't think <throat> you can just do it or something because you get. A, you have a medical license. Right. Okay. Um. So I'm, it's hard for me not to call her Doctor Carrie. I mean, her website still says Doctor. Well, what are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? But she's... Why is she doing it? She's pulling from the system because she understands that when you get a license from someone, Mm -hmm. you enter into an agreement with them. Yeah. Yeah. She's hardcore. She is. She's hardcore. She's hardcore. Um, But yeah, she said that there's a ton of people coming to know the Lord in Israel that Jews... And I'll tell you guys something. I'm not going to make any promises that you'll actually be able to... um, win over jewish people through the old testament but through the Re- revelation red pill but i will i will make i will i will make this statement if you stick with the revelation red pill on wednesdays mm. you will be equipped to win over a jewish person to jesus through the old testament with the old testament scriptures i get what you're saying because it sounds like you just said the same thing what you mean it's you can't guarantee that they will receive it, but that you will have a... all the tools in order to, if someone's ground is ripe and ready to go, that you, you can... will have the tools because That's good. when you understand the revelation red pill, <clears throat> you will understand the Messiah. You'll understand what Jesus came to do. That's you'll good. understand that he came to um, be the suffering servant, Isaiah mm. 53, that by his stripes, which he took on his back, we are we healed. We are healed. And you will see through both the Old and New Testament how Jesus and the moder- and, and Church, not not the Church of the past two thousand years, are literally fulfilled, and are fulfilling mm-hmm. the 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 whole gifted calling that Jesus came to do. That's for really us. good. All right, so getting to some world news here and and the Israel thing. Before you get to that, though, speaking of the life, so Sherry was there yesterday, and Sherry's in the chat, and it was so good to meet you in person and sit and have lunch with you. Um, She says, I I am making rice and doing that experiment with my daughter. And the experiment is is this, that and and, and I've heard people say this before, but Carrie really has me sold on this, um, where they take cooked rice and they put it into two jars with lids, and you speak hateful, like, I hate you, Rice, you're ugly, you're terrible, you're awful, over one. And then you speak, I love you, Rice, you're beautiful, you're wonderful. And then, and and, and over, and this experiment has done on, been done on plants, different plants. And and, uh, the one Rice completely molds over, it comes completely black. mm -hmm. And the other one has just like a tiny little, now you leave it Mm -hmm. out for two weeks, so it's going. it should mold. You leave it out for two weeks, it should mold in some way, but the Mm -hmm. one that you speak life over really doesn't. And the one Mm -hmm. that you speak death over, does and then the same thing with these plants they will take plants and they will speak death over plants and they will speak life over a plant and then the one that is has death over it will start to wilt and the one that has life will just you know continue to flourish yeah and we've seen that um over over plants who have been you know played there have been heavy metal music played um to some plants and classical music uh played in front of other plants and yeah there is life and death are in the power of the tongue mark in the chat i owe you a reply to your text message it's just been a crazy weekend but you're on my list um so mark pierce is part of gateway church in indiana and voice of the patriots and they are doing phenomenal work over there um in indiana so i would encourage you guys to look them up gateway church indiana in brookville indiana And Voice of the Patriots in Brookville, Indiana, and they cover that a a very wide swath that overlaps into Ohio and surrounding areas and they do these Patriot meetings. They just had in Dr. Frank. They've had in us. They did an event last year with Alan Keyes. They're constantly pushing the envelope. They will go and they'll um, protest, you know, and so I just I love the work that they're doing over there. It's just it's um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Chris and Debbie Monaghan. Over there, they're just awesome. Yeah. Okay. So this week, yeah, they are. They are. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting out the rest of my tabs here, but they are. I love Christina. Richmond, and and Indiana. Awesome. Thank you. They're absolutely awesome. Okay. So there's one story I I'm gonna have to go off of Facebook for, but I'll tell you what it I'll tell you what it is. What it's going to be? Because I don't even know how I'm gonna cover this. Uganda <clears throat> has a bill that they just passed this past couple of days in parliament, the whole country, majority voted in in favor of making it illegal to identify as LGBT, punishable by jail, and death. Whoa. Now, let me just say here, I am not in favor of killing people for LGBT. There's too much perversion. There's like... Like, this is what Iran does. This is what Muslim countries do. This is what we yeah. talk about when you're trying to win people over for sin. Mm-hmm. People who are sleeping around outside of marriage, you don't kill you don't, them. And, and Jesus literally showed us as Christians, you don't kill for that. And he, the woman was not caught caught I don't even think you go to jail for that. I'm sorry. I disagree with the jail time. I'm I'm sorry it's a little bit far-fetched well in the UK it used to be punishable by death or jail it's called buggery yeah I'd still not agreeing with that But George Washington kicked a couple dudes out of the army no I think that that's that honestly I'm not sure that I I could definitely be in favor of something like that but I don't think going to jail is right we don't jail people for sin well depends on the sin if you have not harmed another person, if you have not molested a child, if you have not raped someone, if you have not murdered someone, yeah. if you have not robbed from someone, we but do the, not jail you. Yeah, that's for it. your life. So, so that's why I'm not going to do the, the this story on Facebook. Okay. Because there's there's more to this. Well, I if think. there's there's more to the story, then there's more to the story. There is more to the story. I believe. Cherry says that it. would open up a can of worms. It would be wormy. <laughs> yeah. That's just, this is this is not how we operate right now. And, and Jesus taught us that. Jesus said, yeah. you know, he, the whole idea of keeping, you know, the moral code, you know, you know is that we're winning people to Christ. Mm. And we do actually, as a society, we have to have these debates on the hard topics. See, the Catholics don't have a death penalty. But we do. And what are our senses? Our, you know, should pedophiles have the death penalty? You know, different murders. People, well, now we're talking about crimes. Well, no, what I'm saying is like I am talking about a crime, but in a lot of cases, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna t- okay we'll talk about that on the other <laughs> side we'll talk about that on Facebook. All right, so France <clears throat> has ants in their pants. Oh dear God! To do more protesting. Now you could have ended that with protest dances. They're not dancing. It would have rhymed. I don't know. I don't think they're dancing. They've done it. So France is burning again. And you know what what I the, they have an itch inside of they have they have a generational curse you guys uh, If you <laughs> that started with the French Revolution It's estimated it's estimated that nine million people took to the streets in France yesterday now If nine million people are taking to the streets There is absolutely, positively no way that they are all taking to the streets for the exact same reasons, especially in France. So uh, some people were saying that these people were in the streets because of the the climate. Now, they are climate protesters. Breitbart here is reporting that the French police... Uh, recorded threatening anti-Macron protesters and rising tensions and um, that still, they're still protesting Macron we covered last week <clears throat> going around their parliament and raising their retirement age from 62 to 64. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure that these people know, like are you not supposed to go through your parliament? I thought that this would be an insurrection, you know. You could they they in the parliament can recall Macron. Yeah. Oh yeah. And remember, I don't know if we <laughs> told you guys last week that they were going to vote to see if they could, you know, have a vote of no confidence in Macron and and yeah. Macron. We talked about that last week. Well, they were they were shy of that. Okay. So, dear French people, vote in better people. Okay. You're not going to. The problem is you, you have Marie Antoinette reverse syndrome, which is she, she's known for saying when people were starving and there was ruining, running out of bread, cake. let them eat cake if there's no bread. Mm-hmm, right. So the French people want their cake. They want to eat it too. They want to make sure all the rich people give them money for the cake and the rich people don't ever, don't want to give up their cake. And they're always, like, politically, they're always on edge. There's always a subsect right. of people that came down from the revolutionaries who got out the guillotines. And can we not just solve these through guillotines? They're like, can we not just do this the old-fashioned way? We And here's the thing. They celebrate their glorious revolution. Right. They don't talk about the guillotines and socialism the way we do from the outside. They're proud of themselves. We did it! Okay help with that. They don't it's kind of like a, maybe maybe in maybe in the annals of history they're kind of like, "Well, maybe we shouldn't have done the guillotines, but we needed to get rid of the aristocrats somehow. How else do you expect us to do it?" Right? right? So, they're taken to the streets this week and they are firebombing and, and and again, do you think Michelle that this is going to move the needle? No. No. Not just, really. just no no do you have really. any of the uh, video up I have yes I do actually give me one second though because I want to make sure I've got um, this up on cloud hub okay all right so this week we're also going to be um, covering a, a an interesting protest of a woman she calls herself Posey Parker and it's she not a is real name a British woman who ta- who is very much, she's aligned with like uh, J.K. Rowling's on not erasing women, not erasing femininity, not erasing the fact that biological women need their own spaces, that women should be able to go into restrooms, mm-hmm. play sports, and we shouldn't need to go along with this trans narrative that a man is a woman. Well. She's very outspoken in how she <clears throat> delivers her information. And so some women's rights, legit women's rights, okay? Organizers asked her to come to New Zealand. When she got there, I had no idea that New Zealand was full of so many transgender males and females. Why? There are so many what of them on this tiny little there? island. that The island is filled with Jacinda. So they voted in. The World Economic Forum, W A W E F Davos girl, Jacinda. Right. Okay. She's recently resigned through a bunch of tears. Their government is so far left because their people in New Zealand are so far left. And we actually just talked to somebody I did last night who lived for eight years in Australia and then thought about moving to New Zealand. But it's so expensive there. So these rich elites are the only ones that live in New Zealand. And what I want you to do is just go to my profile right now okay. and bring up a couple of these. Um No one protests as well as the French. So, wait, wait, wait. They now we're going back from they... just uh, from... Yeah, because I'm asking, I'm waiting for you to bring up the things okay, on the French. All right, all right, so, so I was back going to, to that. Fr- we're back to yeah. the French. All are right. we ready? We're ready to bring up the we're show. We're ready to do the French. Okay, we're ready. We're ready to show you Look guys Look at some... these chickens moving this camera everywhere. Like, it just ends up all over the place. They're adorable. There's crazy nuts. All right. Share screen. I can't yet. Hang on. Okay. Only because I'm not... I, if I don't have that all set up and ready to go, it's gonna go straight to the other screen. So let's do this real quick, and then I will switch it. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Wait, let me do one more thing. It's, I gotta actually switch it. See, I mirrored it. Okay. Boom. So now we're in the right one. Close that. Now we're you ready. got the power. Okay. All right. It's gonna be loud. Is it? I bet. That's I don't know. Guess. I told you. So here we are, um, the French are burning something. They're running carts of other things. They look like floats. These are floats, okay. So we've done a parade of some sort. We brought floats to a protest. They do that. Yeah. There, and they're they're bringing floats of things to pile wow. up to burn. So the police are getting tired over nine nine days of protest, it's been. They don't need the sirens, man. <gasps> <gasps> oops. Oops. They just. Oops. That was an Oops <clears throat> button. That was an Oops. Yikes. Is there okay. more? Yeah, there is. There is more. Well, wait. Let's see. My glasses aren't on. Where do you see it? <laughs> I think that's it right there. <clears throat> Fire. This might be a, a different angle of that same fire that oh, we just saw. Sure there's plenty of fires in France right now. But I'm just saying it looks like it. But you're right, there are several fires actually in this one shot. Okay, let's go back to my um tweeter. Yeah, and and the top one. How French is this? Two people drink wine? <laughs> you know what? It's not it's kind of a cozy fire, right? Uh, the fire ambiance of, um, and then a little kind of firecracker it felt like, and and they've got friends showing up. No, that's a different table. More people coming to sit and watch the fire. It's it's maybe a little bit. If it's chilly, it might be nice. It it might be nice. Little, yeah, it might yeah. be nice. Like a patio fire. Yeah, it's better than you know having those things that are usually overhead. Yeah, it's kind of like you, It's things. and it's far enough away, you know, yeah. that you can just kind of get the, a little bit. Um, no, no, no. yeah, just kind of little So this it. your average car tipped over, not, but it's not an insurrection because, you know, you would think the world would condemn it. Yes. Not like they're trying to overturn a government or anything. Um, or, you know, just, who cleans all this up? I mean, I, you know, I live in Ohio. And in southern Ohio, we have a. It's like it's always under construction, you know. And I think everybody says that once you have highways and byways, you're always going to have construction. But it just feels like in France. I mean, the cleanup must be happening daily from a protest. It's like if they protest on a weekend and then they must spend five days cleaning it up, right? And then they protest again and then spend another. So it must be like a constant thing in France to just be under pure chaos, is what I'm thinking. That's my, those are my thoughts on that. Yeah. I- it's 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 a very strange thing but i did uh, i did read this the, the the azer azerbaijan foreign ministry says we call on the french government to respect the constitutional rights in the country such as freedom of opinion and free assembly and the right to peacefully protest you know and, and you keep using that word i don't think it means i don't think it means what you I think um, it means Corey gray in the chat here hi Corey, uh says is this because the estrogen in the water That goes back to the, um, when we're going to talk about the transgender stuff. Do you think New Zealand has a lot of estrogen in the water? Could be. I don't know why there's an explosion of this stuff. It's hard for me to believe that this hand-to-hand combat with police is over two years of of retirement pension plans. (laughs) Do you have that one up? Yeah. Okay, back to the French. It's hard to believe. Like, I'm having a hard time. You know, when we talk to our friends in the UK, you, I want to hear from you guys. What are you guys thinking about these particular protests and, and the raising of the retirement age? And is it just the French being the French? And how come the French get away with this and no one else in the West can? Like, aren't they supposed to be part of the civilized West as well? Like, you expect it in Africa, you know. I'm not laughing. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping no one died or got seriously injured, but this is just... So this is a, this is an interesting Give me one. Even my retirement no, or I'll beat your face in. No, but 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 go ahead and refresh the page. So this is an interesting one. Um, thousands of anti-war protesters were actually in the street yesterday too to challenge Biden's proxy war in the Ukraine. The problem I think with the with the Parisians and the, and and the French in general when they protest is you they get co-opted by the Antifa who just want to create anarchy. They're anarchists. They just want anarchy. And then you have people who are, are upset about the pension plans and then the resistance. They don't want a war. They're, they're literally saying they don't want the Biden. We don't want your war. So Corey makes a really good point. He says, no, people protest when they take money away from their parents. I saw it um, here in Nicaragua for two years, research what happened in Nicaragua in 2018. So when it comes to the retirement, if they, if they see that their parents aren't getting what they were getting then you know you would defend your parents yeah if your parents were suffering so that's a really good point yeah okay so um if we're gonna take a, um a moment and talk about ukraine for a minute do you need to go there or yeah just... so uh, this is a this is a youtube video i think it's audio there was a massive push by the russians we know to take mood, bakhmud, bakhmud. And things have kind of stalled. Now, Ukraine is supposedly, and this is watching, this is the art of trying to figure out what actually is happening in Ukraine is literally impossible. All we can do is give our best guess because the Ukraine government, with Zelensky. They're giving us all kinds of false information. Like, mm-hmm. if they give us the truth, they're spinning it so that we don't even know how to take that truth. We know that um, they're wanting, I particularly feel like I'm relatively sure, I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> With Zelensky coming out saying, Black Rock, we are open for business. We want you to come and invest in our country. I am making deals. We want all businesses to come and rebuild Ukraine. I think whenever something, like you've, you've seen certain homes. Mm. Some homes are like, that is not, we can't renovate that. We need to demolish and rebuild. You gotta go down. And some people have a ton of money and they might see a perfectly regular, <laughs> decent house and be like, we well, we can work with this. But then somebody else would be like "Um, a snob and be like, I don't want to deal with that. Let's let's raise it to the ground. So I, I believe that they want Russia to destroy things, to have the excuse of the world to give them money so that they can be a modern city, more modern than any city or any country. In, in Europe. I want to explain something. We went to Russia in, what, 1994, 95? Something yeah, like that? 95. It was incredibly, um, it felt dark. It felt, it very felt dark, dirty. Dirty. It felt... Um, Dilapidated is the word. Like something in a out of a movie, right? Dystopian. Now, I want you to imagine something. You've got Ukraine, and Ukraine is the hub for Western world money laundering. Okay, and so a lot of people from that that are doing that, big shots, that are used to the plush life, have to go there. And Ukraine is like the alleyway of the world, okay? And And they have to go there. It's It's not not fancy. And so these people are like, "Um, if I'm going to launder my money and have to go there, this place should be nice. So here's what we're going to do. War, demolish it, and then fund it. And we will have a really nice place. You watch... And I can guarantee you they are gonna rebuild this thing to some sort of like super fancy new technological like Ukraine will Unless become like a Russia well, okay, wins. Exactly. And Donald Trump last night uh, at the at a rally. Right, I should make us should he, make us big. Hang on. We're, are we gonna get to this guy? Yeah, video we're gonna or get or no? to this guy. Yeah, just right, well, a second. So Donald I'll Trump at his rally last night said Putin went in for peace and now he's gonna get like the whole thing. <laughs> so that's a very interesting take. China. What has happened with China and, and Russia right now is should be disturbing to everybody. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Putin was wanting to have wanted to have good relations with us, with the United States. We were going to pull Russia farther away from communism mm-hmm. in Jesus name. And because, you know, in Russia, they have the Russian Orthodox Church and they're Christian, but they do not like evangelicals. They, they are very wary Of Mm -hmm. evangelicals coming in and people you know actively participating in faith because they've seen that when the West comes in you might be a puppet of the Biden regime of the American regime just trying to win over the hearts and minds of people right to get rid of Putin they know intelligence warfare right they understand it so there's a lot of freedoms that Russians still do need but at the same time Putin has the has has it right on family. He has it right on, like, the idea that we need more uh, family values, mothers and fathers getting married, loving their kids, having kids. So we could have encouraged Russia in that direction. And it's very strange to me that no one in America calls out President Xi like they do Putin. You know. And no one around the world, they call out the Communist Party, but they never call out President Xi. So true. And Russia is freer and more Christian than China. Could you preach? And China has more of a world takeover mindset than Russia does. So here we're stuck now because what they've done is that Putin has recognized that if his country is going to survive, he wanted to align with... America, yeah. under Trump, right? He really did. wanted to. And now, because of this... Instead, we go to China. They're going to China. And to see Russia and China... China, good second choice. No, get this. Get this. So, the a, a former retired, um, I believe, general... I remember mean, this Viper article from Great Britain said, we would need... In Great Britain, he said, we would need... Let me see if I can find this. Um, here we go. I'll pull it up. We would need 10 years warning to fight off a Russian invasion. They're not ready for anything. Oh, wow. And in this article, it said during the Cold War, the army at all times in Great Britain was ready to fight within four hours. When the Cold War ended, there was no sense of essential risk to the UK. All of that was dismantled, said Sir Richard, Sir Richard. Um, you guys must know who he is. Sir Richard uh, Barrons, who served as the commander of the Joint Forces Command, uh, which has since been renamed the Strategic Command from 2013 to 2016. So, for comparison, and this is what I want to get to, the Russian Federation has approximately 1.3 million soldiers over... Th- oh, oh, wait, let me tell you what they have. What what, UK... What does the UK have? Okay, so we're going to compare these two. So we're going to start with Russia. 1.3 million soldiers... 30,000 armored vehicles, 20 uh, t- uh, 12,500 tanks. Get this. The United Kingdom has 137,000. Wow. They have 10% people of the military. Percent. 10% of the military, okay? They have just um, 5,000 armored 5, vehicles. 5,000 tanks, so they've they got armored vehicles and 227 tanks. Okay. So so they've got six so Russia has six times the amount of armored vehicles. And they have you. Yeah, um, you. Don't even try to do that math. It's a lot. They they only have yeah they, the yeah they have less than ten percent of the amount of tanks. Le- Leah, they have like one percent. They have point five percent. No, they have like two percent actually. One, one, it's two percent. One percent would be five hundred. It's point five percent. No, is that what it is? Okay, one okay, percent. Yeah, okay um let's not do that live on air that never never works out well it never does so they got twelve thousand (laughs) five hundred tanks in russia they got 227 let's say 250 tanks in the uk you got to be right on that Mm -hmm. 0.5 percent no oh i was reading the numbers right i was Um. reading i was doing these two no you're right Okay, sorry. Well, I'm going to pull out a calculator. That's all I'm going to do right now. We're pulling it out. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. We're going to do it. We're going to do this the real way. Like a normal human being. With a calculator. Mm Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to do that. It's 50%. No, not 50%. No, no. That's not how you do. I know that. Hang on. Stop. I know what I'm doing. Okay. Okay, so here, let's just go to the Douglas McGregor. Michelle, go to the Douglas McGregor interview, please. Please, please, please. Just, I know you got a, something, a hair up your butt. A <laughs> oh, wild hair. Just go to the Douglas MacGregor interview. The, he's going to tell us how. If this is just going to be audio, I'm not going to screen share. Oh, well, it's kind me, of cool to the see DCS his face. Yeah, so right. here's the thing. He's saying that there's, we don't, I don't know if we have enough, if America and the world has enough ammo for the appetite of the Ukrainians. Ukrainians. We are muted
2: mainstream media that Ukraine is about to launch this, ma- this large offensive. Of course, we've been hearing that Russia is going to launch their offensive. So wh- what's the truth here? Uh, and then as you point out in this piece, you say the growing realization that America and European military industrial capacity cannot keep up with Ukrainian demands for ammunition and equipment is an ominous signal to send during a proxy war that Washington insists its Ukrainian surrogate is winning. So we're saying that Ukraine's winning.
3: And yet you're pointing out the realization that we can't even sustain the ammunition needed for them to fake win this war. Fake win. Yeah, I mean, the Ukrainians have obliged the Russians by pouring tens of thousands of troops in eastern Ukraine into offensives over the last several months. Attack after attack after attack. This started long before uh, the fall in uh, last year. And they've lost tens of thousands of people. The most recent... Figures that I've seen, and they're very, very credible suggest that there were up to about 250,000 dead Ukrainians. I mean, that's, that's a horrific number for a war that's only been going on for about a year. So how do you, how do you build new armies? I mean, there, there's a, there's some evidence that you had three armies literally fielded in the time that this war has taken place. The first of course was this professional force of about 450,000 with about 200,000 reservists. That was largely destroyed in the first six months. And a second force was raised for mobilization. That force was destroyed in the fall. And then a third mobilization began before Christmas. And right now it looks as though these brigades that that entered with say 2000 soldiers or 2,500 soldiers are down to about one or 200 effectives. And the, the numbers of wounded three or 400,000 consist of people who will never return to duty. So. (laughs) The, the question is, what will the Ukrainians do next? And it seems that they've decided they're going to scrape together whatever they can find. And once again, throw it into the offensive on the assumption that if they do not attack, people will discover that, that they can't win. The Russians, of course, are in no hurry. They, they have fought the Ukrainians with a, a fraction of their force. You've got maybe 80 to a hundred thousand Russians who are killing, uh, successive waves of Ukrainian attacks backed by enormous artillery power rockets missiles drones i mean this this is this is warfare on the scale of world war one and uh, the ukrainians unfortunately are doing all the wrong things and bleeding themselves to death so i i don't think this can continue indefinitely and i think people in washington know the truth even though nobody wants to tell it everyone continues to maintain the fiction that ukraine is doing well and can ultimately win that the Russians are incompetent, stupid, and can't do anything. It's all nonsense. Just this morning, I I read the the final tallies coming in from credible sources that the Russian integrated air defenses have shot down 402 jets, Mm. 256 helicopters, thousands and thousands of unmanned aircraft or what we call drones. So the integrated Russian air defenses have turned out to be extremely lethal and very, very effective. I, I, this war is not going well for the West. And I think President Biden and his immediate advisors do know that. The question is, how do they disengage? And that's really why I wrote this piece. And so how you're hearing, I imagine, from your sources okay. in Washington. It there. No,
1: the really question good. is, how, how, do, how do we disengage? And I think that they're stuck between a rock and a hard yeah. place. <laughs> I think that... that the time I, to disengage was a long time ago, but there's no disengaging from take, yes, this criminal enterprise. They've oh, already yeah. they've invested themselves into this and we know how what they want. If they when they, if they decide that they're going to do a deal with Putin, it'll be so that Putin had destroyed most of that area and they'll say and I could see them doing this. Oh, well, we worked out a peace deal. Everything's fine with our relationship with Russia. Now, everyone come in and come rebuild Ukraine. I once think that that's de- what's some, going to de- happen. Once the demolition has happened. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and I think that people are going to
4: And And the American confused. people will
1: be like, What? Oh, so we're okay with Russia now? Well, no, they will be. They will be. Yeah, I think that that's exactly how it's going to play out. But the question is, if that's the case... What will Russia have accomplished that they're satisfied with? Um, Russia just doesn't want um, Ukraine to be a NATO country, right. and doesn't want so what you're saying is that the end goal isn't for Ukraine to become a part of NATO because they were never going to give that anyway. They just played with it. Um, they were and it was under so the guise of literally just rebuilding ukraine. they pushed they pushed Russia into this by. Cozying up to 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 Ukraine, making these false deals, making think, these false promises. Let's just go back and to Putin. Obviously, saw it as a as a legitimate threat that they would join NATO, and they would be, and they would be, um, missiles. No, pu- I think I think you're right country. about that. I just mean I don't think that they were really ever that serious about. I think on their end they weren't that serious on mm-hmm. letting Ukraine in, but we do know this, historically speaking, every single war. Of the 21st century was about, and I, and I think you can even go back to even coming into the 20, are we in the 20, we're still in the front 21st century, don't mess with my head when I'm tired, has been about, so from the 20th century and the 21st century, thank you, that's what I was getting at, both, it's always been about money, it's always about money. I don't say that about wars prior to that, right? Starting in the, in the, in the 1900s and then continuing up until now. So let's just say for the past, you know, 125 years, it's always about money. And so money and power, money and power and control through money. So this war there's, there, there's really, we don't have to have so much of an agenda that seems really complex. Putin had his reasons, but. Really, Putin could have just done what he did and then nobody really would have cared unless we chose to enter in because it was our, it was in our interests to do so because of world shifting of monies and powers and money laundering. It's all, let's do a big boom Mm -hmm. so we can shuffle the war for all intents and purposes. The war is a, a, a front for money laundering. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the basis of what you need to understand. So I need to ask you, well, go ahead and play. No, I um, need to tell them how to do math. You've got 12,500. Here's how I knew when Leah said it was 10%, it was wrong. Because I, I knew she needed t- to, you did say 10%. You needed to go one more down on your zero, which leaves you at 125. I was going with the wrong numbers. I was looking at five. What 000. is 1% of 12,500? I was saying that it was half a percent. One, no. it's You were saying it was half a percent. It doesn't matter. I'm telling it's people. two percent I'm telling you how Michelle does math. And the way that Michelle does math, you have to just run with it because usually my gut instinct is right. Because very quickly I go like this. 1% of 12,500 is 125. You multiply that by two, and you get 250, boom, you're at 2%, and that's why I said, no, I think it's 1%, and then I go, no, it's 2%, and you said it's 5%, and so, boom, you were wrong, I was right, and that's how you do math. You want 3%, add another 125, you're at 375. You want 4%, you got 400. Just keep on going up. You want 5%, you got 525. I was looking at the wrong numbers. That's how you do percentages. I'm giving them a little math lesson according to Michelle's brain. I was looking at the wrong numbers. I was looking at the 5,000 and the 200. Boom. Okay. You please play this. uh, Ukraine cracks down on Orthodox Church. So there's a absolutely gorgeous uh, Orthodox like compound. It's a thousand years old, and the Ukrainian authorities have been shutting down anybody that they anybody that they think is connected to Putin is being shut down. And now these monks are being um, pushed out of their monastery. And you know, here you have some Western rights people like. We really need Zelensky to be nicer. Okay, could you just be nicer? Go ahead, play this.
5: A really interesting piece for the American Conservative this week in which he discusses the ways that the conflict in the Ukraine is affecting the ability of people who live in Kiev and in other parts of the Ukraine from being able to um, manifest their religious freedom. So we have... Tim on the line from the US and I'm really pleased to be able to to bring him on board here. He said this week, tens of thousands of Kiev residents took to the streets earlier this week in protest and in prayer. The reason was an announcement on March 10 by the Zelensky government that the Ukrainian Orthodox Church would have to relinquish control of Kiev pechersk Lavra, I've probably said that wrong, a large monastery complex that includes the Holy um, Cathedral and monastery and the church's headquarters for the Ukraine. Now, I'm a firm supporter of the Ukrainian cause and I think it's important that Australia does its bit to help nations that are prepared to operate according to Western democratic values. Mm. But one of those values is religious liberty. So Tim Andrews, welcome to the program. Can you explain for us the the concerns you've raised about the treatment of those people who practice their faith in the Orthodox Ukrainian church?
6: Thank you so much for having me on the show to discuss what really is a fundamental question that all of us who care about religious liberty, individual freedom, freedom of worship, those sorts of things are the reason we're supporting Ukraine in its fight against Russian aggression, the private property rights and the rule of law. Because what we are seeing right now is that elements in the Ukrainian government have launched a crackdown against the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, the largest church by far in the country a christian church trying to evict them from the headquarters of their most holy site and this is something that we are now seeing heartbreaking videos from ukrainian troops on the front line saying i'm here risking my life for this country and now you're persecuting me for my religious beliefs so what we are seeing is you know the biggest church in the country being evicted from its headquarters because of decisions by the government hundreds of monks hundreds of seminarians you know again the religious headquarters of the largest church in the country being evicted as part of this campaign by elements in the government and i don't think it's representative of the whole government but elements in the government who seem to have some sort of an anti-religious agenda and this is something that whether you're religious or not whether whether you believe in you know christianity or not should be horrifying to people and i've been speaking to these people in ukraine and what they're saying is you know, western countries are subsidizing us whether they're they're fundraising for us they're helping us please 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 use your influence let the word be known to support freedom of conscience and freedom of religious worship in ukraine all right okay so I T- you to i'm want so sorry time is
1: sure to, this is breaking news. Just today, uh, I just tweeted these out. Today was the last day that these worshipers could go to this absolutely stunning, giant, beautiful monastery. Now, play this clip by Zelensky first and read it. Read it for, for people, please. <clears throat> that up. And everywhere, so that Russian, I don't even know what that word Re- is, re-vanchism. Anna? In- 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 revanchism. Yeah. Loses. You can hear his accent. In every element of its aggression against Ukraine and the freedom of nations in general, Russia must lose on the battlefield in the economy, in international relations, and in its attempts to replace the historical truth with some imperial myth. The Kremlin is losing in its efforts to spiritually enslave our people. It is the full-scale defeat of Russia that will be a reliable guarantee against new aggressions and crises. Again, I would like to congratulate the Security Service of Ukraine, all employees of the Security Service of Ukraine, on your professional day. Everyone who is currently in combat at post inoperative agent and investigative work, everyone in the SSU who, together with all the forces of our state, brings Ukrainian victory closer and defends our people, and everywhere so that—oh, that's it. Okay, so I'm, I've, today these people were kicked out of their church. And I want to make sure I've got... Um, so here they are. Yeah, go and listen to them. This is today. Just today. Oops, Sorry, guys. <laughs>
7: It's so weird.
1: Like what's okay? Just so this down. it kind of has like There's a. More. Yeah. No volume.
7: Not a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was the same one as that one. Is there another one? Just three or four. Okay. Monastery's last prayer here. Thousands came today. Just just turn it up all the way. So uh, Vladimir Zelensky always talks about defending western values meanwhile Ukrainian orthodox Christians are prevented from entering the Kiev Peshek Lav- L- Lavra. So the woman asks are you violating the Ukrainian law first on the freedom of religion.
3: <inaudible>
1: Wait, we're not done talking she says. Look how many soldiers,
5: people in military
1: uniform, are not letting women with babies, elderly people, and other Orthodox Christians of Ukraine go. Each of us is a citizen of Ukraine and has the right to travel on the territory of Ukraine. Even the officer himself said so, according to the Ukrainian law. Rejoice, O Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She's just saying a prayer. Yeah. Okay, you can scroll down. Wow. This is intense. Now, Putin is saying that they, that inside of the church was discovered all this, you know, paraphernalia. Here they're forcing some some out. It's kind of paraphernalia.
8: Pro-Russian. Pro-Russian. Yeah.
4: So apparently they
1: don't have freedom of religion in Ukraine. Well, they did. Obviously, they don't right now. You know what I find really interesting is that um, it seems like the more the, the West partners with Ukraine, the less freedoms they have.
4: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It seems very,
1: um, totalitarian and racist to me that, okay, well, we're gonna fund the Ukrainians as they take all of the rights that we value away hmm. from the Ukrainian citizens. No, you're absolutely right. Is there another video? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, no, that's France. Okay. I'm trying to find, and I, the, earlier today as I was researching this, You have to see the beauty of the pictures here. All right, let me read some comments. Stuart the Brit. Hey, Stuart the Brit. Long time no see. All paid for by American taxpayers. Sweet gig, question mark. (laughs) Exactly. Kind of what it seems like. Um, Let's see. In addition to stopping Ukraine from joining NATO, do you believe two other key issues are destroying U.S. biolabs and exposing nazi control areas in Ukraine? Interesting. It's a good question, Mark. Um Yes, I think that that is definitely in Russia's interests to shut down the US bio labs in Ukraine. Absolutely. Okay, so let me I'm going to um retweet this Breitbart article cuz you guys have to see this this compound Okay. All right. And yes, I do believe back to the, the second part of your question is um, exposing the Nazi controlled areas. Yes. I also think that that is that's part of it. We're not screen sharing it. Okay. All right. Bring this one up. This is absolutely gorgeous. So the courtyards of the Kiev Pursk uh, Lavra have been busy more than uh, just the usual worshipers oh, going man. to and from its churches in the sprawling monastic complex that is Ukraine's most revered Orthodox site. Also, busy Friday were people in civilian clothes loading cars with plasma televisions, furniture, and other items from the buildings, helping the resident monks remove belongings of the U.K. I love that there's plasma TVs in this place. Or the UOC before a threatened government eviction March 29th. There were also police officers checking the cars to make sure no one was removing items that belonged to the Kiev. Pekersh Labra presence, which oversees the complex. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is reverberating here in a struggle for control of the Labra. Did you scroll down so they can see the picture? I will, yeah. No, just scroll down. Um, Just bring up the church. It's awesome. Okay. Known as the, known in English as the Monastery of the Caves. The complex contains a church, a monastic, and a museum. Just can you just go get into get in it? To uh, its oldest parts date back to the dawn of Christianity here, a millennium ago. Look at this thing. This is absolutely gorgeous. It's so beautiful. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is reverberating here. Um, okay, the dispute is part of a wider religious conflict playing so out. So it's not in... just a church. I mean, look no, at this. this monks live here. Is this a is a complex. A, this is a way of life for a large. This is. So they're kicking everybody that was in their house. Yes, out. everyone, everyone gone. And this is a part... Um, what are the, they going to do with it? This is a part of cracking down on the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Now, this is the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Russia has its own Orthodox Church. But because the Ukrainians think that the Orthodox Church uh, leadership in Ukraine has, you know, is playing footsie with Vladimir Putin, uh, there's what they're saying is that their leader, Patriarch Krill... "...has supported President Vladimir Putin in the invasion of the Ukraine, that they're kicking everybody out. The Ukrainian parliament is considering a draft law to make it impossible to operate in Ukraine religious organizations affiliated with centers of influence in the Russian Federation, uh, which could uh, which could impact the uh, Ukrainian Orthodox Church. The Ukrainian Orthodox Church is- insists that they are loyal to Ukraine, has denounced the Russian invasion from the start, and has even declared its independence from Moscow." But Ukrainian security agencies have claimed that some in the Ukrainian Church have maintained close ties with Moscow. They've raided numerous holy sites of the Church and later posted photos of rubles, which is Russian money, Russian passports, and leaflets with, me- with messages from the Moscow Patriarch as proof that some church officials have been loyal to Russia. The raid started November 12th at the November 12th after a November 12th service at the Lavra. The per- uh Lavra complex, complex, where a Ukrainian Orthodox priest was filmed talking about the awakening happening in Russia. The Ukrainian government has said the Lavra, including the UOC seminary and offices, is a hub of Russian world propaganda, an ideology touting Moscow's <clears throat> political and spiritual uh, hegemony over neighboring Slavic lands such as Ukraine. The government also has sanctioned the Labra's abbot for alleged pro-Moscow activities. It already allowed the rival Orthodox Church of Ukraine, or the O.C.U., to use one of Labra's churches for a Christmas service. But now it's ordering the Ukrainian Orthodox Church out of its premises immediately. The stakes are high. The complex has been called the Pearl of Ukraine and the Vatican of the Ukrainian Orthodoxy. And you can see why. Wow. No, it it's is absolutely stunning. Just beautiful. Yeah. So... Pray for those believers. I believe there are some dedicated Christians there. Speaking of dedicated Christians, Calvin Robinson, over in the UK, is this Afro-British reverend who is absolutely... To me, if a British person can be on fire because they're so reserved reserved and so in control, like, they don't usually get overly excited. He is on fire and how he... He gives the truth with such... He doesn't do an Alex Jones. When he delivers the truth, it is the truth. It is the truth. So I'm going to play a couple clips from him this week because he has been standing up for Christianity in the UK and as a result for Christians around the world like nobody I have ever seen in our days doing resistance chicks out of the UK. I am so proud of him. This is what I've been looking for. Um, so let's go ahead and run this one here. He um, he, we dis- he discussed... Um, whether it was appropriate for the um, iftars. For, for, for iftars to be held in cathedrals and the, the decline of Christianity, my view is the Archbishop of Canterbury should really focus on his own faith. So, he, so the Archbishop of Canterbury, which is kind of their head guy of their mm-hmm. uh, Anglican church, has come out and said, you know, Christians, you know, Ramadan is really part of Christianity.
2: So Prayers for them. Uh, Finally, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, has addressed the Muslim community at the start of Ramadan. Let's take a look.
7: I give special thanks to Muslim communities who have pioneered the generous practice of holding community iftars on a particular day during the time of Ramadan. The Ramadan Tent Project and the NAS Legacy are just two organisations that have done exemplary work in opening iftars up to a wider public. Last year, I enjoyed the great hospitality of an iftar with the Muslim Association of Nigeria here in South London. Local churches joined in, and it was a memorable evening.
2: Well, to discuss this, I'm joined by academic and fellow from the Henry Jackson Society, Wasik Wasik. Now, Wasik, we've been friends on Twitter for a long time, so it's good to finally meet you in person. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. No worries. Am I being oversensitive here? Is it it strange for an Archbishop of Canterbury to be celebrating Ramadan?
4: I think there is something strange about that. I think... The Archbishop needs to make a distinction between what his faith is and what other people's faiths are. And um, I don't, there's nothing wrong with obviously congratulating Muslims for, for, you know, um, holding community events like the like the iftar Mm. but I think he's uh, he needs to really focus on his own religion and and his own constituents in my view well it's lent it's the most
2: holy time of year for Christians I Mm -hmm. haven't seen him spend much time talking about Easter it seems strange to me that he spent a long time giving a special mention to people like the Ramadan tent project which we know even the Labour Party distanced itself from you know Keir Starmer Mm -hmm. pulled out of an iftar in 2021 with the Ramadan tent project because they praise Cage who we know have been accused of being terrorist sympathisers?
4: Well, yes, absolutely, and I think uh, uh, he needs to really do his due uh, diligence uh, when it comes to some of these uh, groups that have uh, sympathies towards uh, those who are looking to destabilise the West and uh, Christian values, uh, particularly here in Britain. And um, I don't think it really reflects well on him to be associated with organisations like that.
2: Well, we've also seen iftar celebrations in cathedrals up and down the country. now. I'd see that as offensive as a Christian because I think it's sacrilege of consecrated ground. But would you not see that as offensive as a Muslim because there are images in these cathedrals of people that you wouldn't worship?
4: Well, yeah, I mean... um... A lot of Muslims uh, don't actually um, like iconography, mm-hmm. so uh, they they don't, you know, uh, worship Jesus or, or like seeing Jesus um, on, on on the cross or anything like that. Particularly um, when it comes to other prophets, like the the most um, valued of ours is uh, Muhammad, um, peace be upon him. So um, you know, we've seen the reactions when. Um, those images are there, so um, it seems a bit bizarre to then hold iftars in in cathedrals. Right. Um, I mean,
2: what would your reaction be, for example, if we said, let's have an Easter celebration in a mosque?
4: I mean, (laughs) personally, I wouldn't um, it just wouldn't seem uh, appropriate, uh, in my view. Um, I think uh, the, the religions need to be distinct. There is a distinction between them. We, we believe Jesus to be a prophet, whereas uh, Christians believe Jesus to be the son of God and God himself. And, and that's absolutely fine. Uh, but to, to contaminate the beliefs together seems to be a bit odd, in my view. I'm you sure know, that's this is a interesting very decision, interesting of- discussion that they're having, <laughs> You know what this
1: it? reminds me of, though? Yeah. What? They're trying to meld everything. Yeah, they're going to meld everything, right? Or religions mm-hmm. or whatever. There's no yeah. even if you were an atheist, right? Right, right, right. And you come at it from like the complete outside. Is... You you would want, you know, the Muslim religion to be the yeah. Muslim religion. You would want the Christian, you know, religion to be the Christian yeah. religion. You would want the Hindu religion to be, you know, and and so on and so forth. Yeah, this exactly. whole melding of, of the one religions. Religion. One world religion. It's the end days. All right. Well, this young lady, Emma Webb, has a solution for this.
0: We have in our country, uh, in Europe, an awful lot of... Uh, Muslims, what, what are we going to do? Christianize well, them?
2: That's a good question. Should we be evangelising the incoming tide? Um, well,
5: as a Christian, of course, I think that we should be spreading the truth of the gospel to yeah, people. Yeah. Of course, I mean, this is this is one of the reasons why I I doubt many of the senior clergy in the Church of England is because if if you don't want to evangelise, and it suggests that you probably don't believe that what you believe in is the truth and the ultimate truth. But that's not to say that you don't respect other people and you don't respect their right to freedom of religion and freedom of expression and freedom of conscience. Um, so I think that those things are often conflated, which makes people feel very sort of heebie-jeebie about even mentioning the truth at all. Um,
4: have in our country, so you've got religious uh, leaders
1: you- that don't want to evangelize. If you're not a Christian, you're supposed to go... You mean if you are a if Christian? If you're a Christian, you're su- a cre- Christian... Well, I was going to bring up another one that's real that? quick, but... um. Christians are supposed to go and make disciples spread the gospel everywhere at all times right these vicars are literally Heads of Satan Yeah, they are trying not to, they're actually instead of making disciples They're trying to make disciples of Jesus sin Yes, and it and or cause them to sin. Yeah Well, cause what them does a sin? So it just sounded like you said we're gonna make this and make this and make this And They are and then making were using a sin. different meaning for the word make to make you're making a cake, and then to cause. They, is I two truly different, that's why believe I believe that her they're time. making sinners Leah. out of saints. No, it's okay. I truly believe because, like, they're they, making. They, you said making them sin. They they're pushing Leah, the LGBTs. It was community. just a grammatical okay. correction. We I do think they're making them it. sin. Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah, they're making they they. Well, here's the thing. These archbishops. You are, didn't. I wasn't correcting your grammar. Okay. I was clarifying it for those listening. It's not important but they're but they, like. the archbishops and the leaders in the anglican church yeah. are pushing an lgbt agenda yes. and they want you to be part of their lgbt agenda they they it's yes like, it's, they're actually 100%. making you be part of it yes they're forcing you to be part of it you can't they're right. kicking, calvin can't be a minister right because he speaks out like a real christian yes those are very confusing 60 seconds
2: Liberals argue it's a secular society free of the antiquated oppressions of religion. Conservatives might argue that we get our moral compass from Christianity and without it, we have a limited understanding of truth, beauty and goodness. Either way, I'm not convinced we're entering a period of agnosticism or atheism. It seems to me that as Christianity shrinks away into the corners of Western society, another faith is being promoted to take its place by default. I would argue that liberals are handing over the reins to Islam. Bradford Cathedral made the news this week for for hosting a large iftar event. Iftar is the breakfast meal of Muslims who are fasting throughout Ramadan. For a place of Christian worship to be hosting such an event will be held up by liberals as inclusive. But to Christians, it may be offensive to the point of sacrilege, especially if prayers are said during these events. How Christian leaders can support the misuse of consecrated ground is beyond me. Some seem to have lost all sense of the sacred and instead focus on temporal matters, worshipping the God of diversity, inclusion and equality over our Lord and saviour Jesus Christ. This is not the first time something like this has happened, though. It's been going on for a number of years now, St Chad's Roman, Cathedral, Roman Catholic Cathedral in Birmingham was the first to do something like this outside of London when they hosted iftar in 2018. The following year, the Bishop of London hosted an interfaith Ramadan in St. Paul's Cathedral, our mother church, alongside the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan. In my opinion, there is nothing interfaith about it. It's blasphemous and a direct contradiction of the first commandment. Will mosques be hosting Easter celebrations in return? I highly doubt it. Mayor Sadiq Khan seems to embrace these opportunities, though. This week, he switched on London's first ever Ramadan lights in Piccadilly Circus. As a Christian country, we've always had Christmas lights and I have nothing against being welcoming to people of other faiths and none. But for our capital city to be explicitly celebrating a foreign religion is like waving a white flag. Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, released a video this week greeting our Muslim sisters and brothers at the start of Ramadan. No longer defending against heresies, our spiritual leader and first among equals is now outwardly embracing heresy as if it's something to be celebrated. What makes matters worse is we're currently in the most sacred time of year for Christians. Lent and Passion Tide are the reflective periods in the lead up to our holiest of holy days, Easter. When we remember the death, passion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins to offer us salvation. I do hope we'll see some Easter celebrations in our multicultural capital city in the coming weeks, too. At the very least, we'll have some here on GB News. We have filmed a solemn Easter special, which will will air on Easter Day.
1: You know, I have some thoughts. Um, it it on seems that. a little controversial to have Easter celebrations in a Christian country. what I What I'm hearing in in my mind of of the left on this, it makes so much sense because you're in a in a in a Western Christian culture, and so in their they would make the argument that Muslims are the minority gaining ground. Um, And so you should be inclusive to the minority that's entered your country. Here's the problem with that. Muslims are not an oppressed people, by and large. In Muslim nations, they are not oppressed at all. And in fact, they do what you claim Western nations do to Muslims, which we don't okay they will murder homosexuals in muslim nations and i dare say that in a muslim nation like maybe iran if they were to hold an easter service in a mosque someone gonna die oh hades would break someone is getting the head rolling heads will literally roll and i mean literally okay Because if it's attached to your body, it doesn't roll. You know what I'm saying? So where is the reciprocity of this? Where is the call for, listen, we're going to host your Iftar day in our churches as long as you host Easter celebrations in places where Christians are minorities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I do know, though, that a lot of Muslims celebrate Christmas. But I don't know that they, they, they don't celebrate Christmas in the mosques. I don't. Right. <laughs> Not in the mosque. And I don't think they celebrate the Christ part of Christmas. I oh, no. I think they just well, get no. a tree and have some presents no. All stuff. right. I got another video here for you. Talking about the West, um, Mark uh, Sidwell is joining Calvin Robinson here. talking. On, he has a six-part documentary series called The West, which celebrates the history, achievements, and the genius of Western civilization. There civilization. We yeah, to the left. Is to is the there? right. Just to the left. To left. the left, to the right, right to the yeah. right. Now slide. No, we don't know these songs. I've only ever heard them from other people. Why would we have ever heard these songs? We don't uh. even go to weddings. It was last here time we go. went to a wedding. It's been a while. Let's get married. Me, Doesn't I raised help. my hand for the podcasters. All right, here we go. So the chickens are almost getting too big to stay in the bird. I know. You guys only get the chick cam for like one or two more shows, man.
2: Now, you really hear the use of the phrase the West associated with much positivity these days. And yet, isn't there much cause for its historical celebration? A new documentary entitled The West premieres tomorrow evening on YouTube in a bid to convey the core story of the civilization that shaped the modern world. It's the proud work of the New Culture Forum, and senior and presenter Mark Sidwell joins me to explain more. Mark, it's not tomorrow night, it's tomorrow morning, isn't it? It's tomorrow morning, yes.
9: 9.30, but 9.30 crucially in the morning. But okay. of course, it's it's on YouTube, so you'll be able to watch it at whichever time you like. Right. 9.30 in the evening would also work. Including our international Cruise viewers, so viewers as well. But Mark, why is the West under threat? The West has been under threat, I think, particularly since the end of the Cold War. You know, the idea of the West during the Cold War, you saw, you saw President Reagan both using the West to rally us together to fight the fight we needed to do against communism mm. but at the end of the Cold War we suddenly forgot about it we we became worried that it wasn't very inclusive that it was uh, something that perhaps we should we should move away from and as a result we lost touch with the achievements of the West mm. and really started to only remember you know the imperfections and the crimes and so what I wanted to do with this series is to is to restore a, a truer and fuller version of that narrative and really bring it you know, to a new audience with new technology, yeah. because it's something that I think people are, who are growing up, you know, post the 80s when I, when I was growing up, just haven't had access to.
2: I like what you're doing and I can't wait to see it. And, you know, Nigel Bigger has done something similar, presenting a more holistic approach to the empire in his book. But my question is, is it too late? Is the West already falling? Is is it crumbling apart around us and too late to stop it?
9: It's never too late with the West. You know, that's one thing I've oh, like found that. and discovered even more than I thought in, in researching this. It reminds me of, of how many traumas the West has been through and the incredible dynamism it has within itself, the, the restlessness, the, the reinventing that it constantly is doing, which, of course, can look like trouble all the time. You know, the West never looks sort of secure, but at the same time, it's always ready to come round the corner again. You know, this year we're going to see uh, Notre Dame in Paris getting its spire back. It's going to be reopening next year. There's always uh, things coming through.
2: I like the positivity. Uh, you mentioned that originally we were fighting <laughs> communism. We seem to have won that battle, well, so to speak. I mean, Marxism has reared its head again, but in a different form. What is the enemy of the West now? Is it wokeism? Is it Islam? Where, where is the battle lines being drawn?
9: I would say it's external and in particular uh, I would say the forces of China and Russia which really show us an alternative to the West I think in the face of those sorts of forces you can't say oh well it's just everything is modernity and getting wealthy you know you can get wealthy like China's got wealthy and that's nothing like the West but against those external forces it's the internal trouble we're facing with with the wokeness the, the attacks which really do come down to attacks on the West they really begin with, say, the late 80s, when Stanford gets rid of its requirement to study Western civilization, its most popular course, mm. because it's decided that this is, this is now racist, this is now colonialist, that we can't talk about it. Yeah. When you stop talking about those things, that's when you end up banning free speech and all the sort of lockdowns are, are, that we're having It's because people have lost touch with the principles. So we need to return to the source, as it were.
1: Oh, and what's the source, Michelle, of the West? jesus there you go you got it bing 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 i was like sweating for a second i know i really felt sweating. i felt the water come. i thought that you were like it was like gonna be a pastor ernie christianity question, like it tough, was really complex, simple well what here's the thing answer. i try to only do easy ones that's the easiest what one. does that say about me jesus is what the does answer. that say about me what you just told sunday everybody, school, the I the answer always to jesus. do the easy answers for you michelle yeah the it's okay it's, it's jesus the answer is always jesus <laughs> jesus christianity spread where life and love and uh loving your neighbor doing good to those who despitefully use you and persecute you work hard don't take things from other people don't oppress other people good idea. that those are the principles I love of the those west Principles. okay and we could go into that another time we do that and on our christian heritage series you guys we cover all the all your great people in europe what did i say we them cover this you Sunday? guys I said we the cover Pete show, That's, so we're not doing that. We didn't do a Christian we Heritage We love you today, so much, week. Great Britain, U- UK. We cover your heroes. You guys got to watch our show. Okay, so before we get to, we're going to get to Neil o- Oliver, and he's going to talk about net zero and um, the 2050 targets. But before we get there, I have a farmer here who explains perfectly what it's like to live in a 15-minute city.
8: What is a 15-minute city? So come on in, let me show you what a 15-minute community looks like.
4: I'm excited
10: to see this, Randy, because you always break things down into nice practical ways, right?
8: Here we go. These residents of the the 15-minute community, they're not locked in, but they just stay there. They're free to come and go, but they don't. So let's take a step inside. Everything they need in their life is right here in their 15-minute community. A water bowl, a feed tray. No. They own nothing, but they are exceptionally happy. And you know how <laughs> happy they are is by how many eggs they produce. And it's so wonderful because I get to take all, everything that they produce and they just keep producing. So let me go in here. And here we go. Each of them have their own house. Now in a 15 minute community, you don't get a lot of variation in housing. They're all pretty much the same, but we can take a look and collect their production. There's a few. This is great. There's a few more. And there That's we go. Better, and they're none the wiser. And, and they're happy. Yeah. I I get to take what uh, they produce. They're free to come and go, but the world is so scary for them out there. They will never leave. I don't have to put a fence around them. And here we are.
3: Oh. It's an ideal oh my world. Gosh. I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> Everything is provided for them. They're cared for. They're happy. They're together.
8: Yeah, It's all convenient. What? So anybody who wants to understand what a 15-minute community is, here you go. And there's only one boss. And that boss provides everything for them.
1: Oh my gosh. That was really good. So that is the way that the World Economic Forum is actually presenting that to They us. might actually steal that video that is exactly right you can to, sh- to, for propaganda to get people convinced that a 15 minute city works really well because we are we are we now know that we're nothing more than animals yeah so why and, not be treated and like one he's not wrong so our chickens if we didn't fence them in would not pro- um actually i did have a chicken cross the road once and end up in my neighbor's yard i don't know why she did that but we yeah, got her back like eight years you that got a rogue divergent. Mop head. she did she crossed the road remember i had you weren't ago. there i had to go get her at the neighbor's yard with two neighbors but i diverge she's absolutely right chicken have like this a homing device they go to where bed they every only, night they they go back to the, but they only stay within a certain yeah. and actually i think our chickens. you drive out in the country people leave their chickens just to roam free I think our chickens go a little bit farther because they know where the fence is. Yeah. But if they didn't, I think they'd stay closer to their home. Yeah. They're beautiful. They know the fence protects them. Yeah. All right. So let's play this Neil Oliver clip on um, the United Nations report, which calls for net zero by 2050. Oh, And part of that is going to be 15-minute cities where you owe nothing and you are incredibly happy, like a chicken. (laughs) And they take all of your produce. Well, you don't need it anyway, though. You don't need the egg. No, you don't. They, they they the chicken doesn't
10: eat Neil Oliver is tonight's outsider uh, so move over COVID. The elites are back with another terror campaign to scare you witless. Oh, this time it's the end of civilization. A new climate change report from the UN today warns time is running out for humanity to avoid a dangerous global warming catastrophe. The update from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says we're a quote ticking time bomb skating on thin ice unless we stop burning fossil fuels. The UN is now calling on countries like the UK to quote fast forward the deranged march to net zero by 10 years to 2040 regardless of how cold or skint it leaves us. Now, for the record, the UK has already cut its greenhouse gases by more than 40% over recent decades, and we're responsible for less than 1% of global emissions. So, uh, Neil Oliver, when people like Greta Thunberg, right, make similar doomsday claims, uh, like this now-deleted tweet from 2018, where she said, a top climate scientist is warning climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years uh neil given we're still here still hearing the same rubbish from the un how are we expected to
0: take any of this seriously well we mustn't take (coughs) any of it seriously dan i think most importantly of all (coughs) we should notice where we're being nudged and more than anything else perhaps Mm -hmm. we should notice the wider context you know look at what you've already been talking about tonight uh the whole the whole party gate thing You know, uh, whether or not they had uh, cake or not was not the point. The point was that they weren't scared when they they all colluded Labour and Tory to scare their constituents into obedience. That was the whole point. You've already talked about how the SNP is imploding. That's a significant political story. Uh, People are increasingly suspicious. It wasn't on your show tonight, but about the real motivations for the war in Ukraine that's immiserating millions of people in that country. It's all going on. You know, there's a great deal going on that people are rightly watching. And what happens? The IPCC gets pushed on stage yet again by the UN. They come clattering on stage to distract everybody from the real world issues. You know, this this millenarian concept of the end of the world has been used to frighten people for hundreds, if not thousands of years you've got to pay attention not to what's being said but to when it's being said that is the important that is the important point people are noticing all sorts you know the, the banks are getting shaky all over the world you, people are worrying worried about leaving their savings in the bank people have cost of lockdown crisis to deal with there's all sorts of stuff going on and a floundering uh, establishment out there thinks, right, how do we get people looking the other way while we seek to, uh, you know, s- seek to deal or not deal with whatever it is we've got going on? Oh, yes, we'll tell them it's the end of the world. You know, the, the, the virus, uh, COVID, was invisible. What else can we threaten them with that they can't see or do anything about? I know we'll bring back on climate change and tell them it's the oh, end of uh, the totally. world. Oh,
10: totally. You're so right, Neil. Uh, but, but why do you think the media just laps this up. I mean, tonight, for research purposes, before I tuned into and I had a look at how the BBC News at 6, the ITV News at 6.30, uh, was covering this story. I mean, they might as well be the propaganda arm of the United Nations. It feels like they actually get off on trying to scare British
0: people. Now, they're addicted to it, Neil. What's that about? <laughs> Journalism, uh, media, uh, it has an existential crisis going on. Uh, you and I have both been in the business of journalism for decades. It's not what it was. No, the motivations behind journalism are not mm-hmm. what they once were. You know, that, that appetite for digging down, you know, finding the truth, getting up in people's faces, asking difficult questions.
1: I thank God for people like Neil Oliver because he does get down and he asks people the difficult questions. Um, and I do have this week, oh my gosh, this one is funny. He this is commercial break. tweeted this out. Who did? This, who is he? Neil Oliver. Okay. Okay, before I get, I'm going to get to Neil Oliver's mon- uh, monologue in a second. Okay. But this is, this is, this is an ode to Dr. Fauci. Are you ready? No. Who are the heroes who are
5: there in American life today?
6: I think a Dr.
8: Fauci. Probably never heard of it. Dr. Anthony S. Who's president? Fauci.
11: This is my seventh administration. I have never been muzzled, ever, and I've been doing this since the administration of Ronald Reagan. The Biden administration is calling me
8: to do everything. People go to medical school now. It's called the Fauci effect. Consistency for integrity, for truth. As I walked into the, the lobby, people started going. Like this. <laughs> Your eminence.
0: <laughs> Receiving awards like this are wonderful I
6: am honored to receive the 2020
3: Achieving Bernard J. And the Tyson Lifetime. For and
7: therapy. Again, honoring I'm you, Friday sir, Friday with Friday a service Saturday to America man Okay, so we're
1: gonna get kicked off Facebook for playing um music. You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you, uh, and I just love that. Like Dr. Fauci, literally, is some sort of ego. It's like it's always the small guys. He's an egomaniac. He's yeah. absolutely a crazy he's a garden gnome. Crazy egomaniac. All right. So this was an interesting monologue from Neil Oliver. I don't know if you want to make him big this time. I can. Okay. So he's talking about who watches those who watch us. Right. Who is making sure those who guard us are doing the right thing? Do we trust them? No. This is Animal Farm. Okay? You all need to read Animal Farm, George Orwell, where the pigs take over. Like, the bad farmers, the bad farmers, the bad farmers. Then the pigs go and kill the farmers and take over and then abuse all the farm animals. Okay? No one is watching these people at the top. And they do not have our best interests at heart. Nope, let me make him. Wait, that's not the right. That's not what I wanted that's the thumbnail that is no that's just the wrong window okay boom there it is Let's make me big why oh, that's cropped hang on shoot let me do this again let me you don't have to make me just play it well no it's just probably because it's cropped let me just uncrop it Boom. there we go boom boom boom, boom. let me see just kidding you can't do it. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it for next time. Okay. We'll just, we, they can watch us watch him. Okay. I like to make him big because I think he deserves his own space, but. I do too. Who
0: guards the guards? The question was posed by the Roman satirist Juvenal 2,000 years ago, but it has never been more relevant. It's applied now to remind us of the need to keep a watchful eye on those in power. This should be our paramount concern now when lies and liars are everywhere. This week, former Prime Minister Boris Johnson told the House of Commons Privileges Committee he had not lied when he told the House that his own Covid guidance was being followed in number 10. Note the word guidance, made especially interesting by the fact ordinary members of the public were, as I seem to recall, arrested, charged and fined for sitting together on park benches or on the beach. I'm not sure that's how guidance normally works. In any event, I honestly don't care whether he lied or not to Parliament. I don't care if they were having cake or coke. This is a red herring, a sleight of hand, a tactic to distract the gullible. The point that must neither be overlooked nor forgotten is that neither Johnson nor anyone else at those gatherings was demonstrably afraid of Covid. We know that because we've seen the photos of them standing together without masks. Standing apart and wearing masks was for the little people. We might also assume that we were being laughed at by those who knew there was nothing to fear and therefore no reason not to party. Keir Starmer's Labour Party was the same. We saw those pictures too. He and they called for earlier, longer, harder lockdowns and all the rest and then met for curry and beer and cosy chats. Fear was for the little people and so left and right, blue and red and all positions and team colours in between laughed up their sleeves as the nudge units and the paid propagandists told us anyone breaching the regulations, sorry, I mean guidance, was a granny killing Covidiot and pandemic denier. Look me in the eye and tell me it wasn't so. So who guards the guards? Who watches the watchers? Let's notice among much else that this is the Commons sitting in judgment on the Commons, which is to say politicians sitting in judgment on politicians. This is the guards judging the guards. This is the same Commons whose inhabitants worked together in unquestioning lockstep to impose policies that ruined lives, wrecked livelihoods and upended the economy. This is the same Commons that, far from accepting responsibility for the carnage, is actively seeking to have us look the other way while they get about the business of doing nothing more than playing politics, all they're fit for, fiddling while Rome burns. This is the same commons that empties when one of their own stands to speak up on behalf of people killed or harmed by medical products pushed as vaccines. And trust me, I'll get back to that safe and effective nonsense they pushed in a moment. We never quite got to mandated jabs for all, but people all over the world were sacked for opting to live by the ideal of my body, my choice. The notion enshrined in the Nuremberg Code that states that a person should at all times have legal capacity to give consent should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force fraud deceit duress overreaching or other form of constraint or coercion we didn't quite get to mandates for the jabs for the general population but i say it was a damned close run thing i say they were itching to mandate the vaccines I say mandates weren't pushed across the line in the end because enough of us made plain it would mean civil disobedience, if not full-on civil war. I maintain that while they've gone quiet about lockdowns and face masks, it can only be a matter of time before that playbook is brought out for the next crisis they can cook
1: up. I want to pause that really quickly. More and more. Because, I don't know if he's going to say this, but I do believe they're going to try it again in some sort of manner. But it won't work, I think it's gonna fall flat. No one is going, not no one, enough of us will not comply that it'll just be like, okay, no one's actually doing this, so who cares?
0: ...are queuing up to distance themselves from the harms done during the last three years, while still priapic on account of all that unbridled power over the everyday lives of the tax paying public. Who watches the watchers? Who guards the guards? There are calls for a war crimes trial for Putin, What about a war crimes trial for Tony Blair while we're at it? We hit the 20th anniversary of his unlawful war in Iraq last week. That unlawful war that led to over a million deaths, that destabilised the entire region to this day and gave birth to ISIS. Wouldn't the moral way to mark that birthday be a war crimes trial for all the people who took us there? And while we're considering war crimes trials, shouldn't we look again at precisely what successive United States administrations did in Korea, in Vietnam, and more recently in Libya and in Syria and in Afghanistan and other sovereign nation states too numerous to mention? Shouldn't we look at what was done and by whom? US libertarian think tank the Cato Institute recently looked again at the behaviour of successive US presidents in relation to the Saudi Arabian horror show in Yemen. They reported and suggested the appropriateness of war crimes trials for Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden. Quote, whose administrations serviced the US provided warplanes, supplied munitions used to bomb weddings, funerals, school buses, and other civilian targets, gave intelligence used for targeting and for a time refueled Saudi and Emirati aircraft, U.S. officials could not claim to be surprised at their culpability, they added. The State Department warned that they could be held responsible for war crimes. Also, George W. Bush is another good candidate for a trial on his aggressive, unjustified attack on Iraq, based on manipulated and fabricated intelligence. His war ended up killing hundreds of thousands of civilians, as well as triggering years more of conflict. Former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair today spending his golden years profiting after acting as Bush's poodle would be an appropriate co-conspirator, end quote. Who watches the watchers? Wow. Who guards the guards?
1: Who watch okay, now scroll down. There's another part of that. Okay. did it look like it ended? No, there's another part.
0: Okay. Who guards the guards? we're trained to fear global warming the warming of the planet while that world burns still on account of the fire tony blair helped light in the middle east with uk taxpayer-funded missiles and bombs who watches the watchers who guards the guards let's look again at the banks and the simmering chaos there in that world in which banks are secretive privately owned businesses in which central banks have the power to create money out of thin air and lend the same sums over and over and over again while growing fatter and fatter on more and more interest and debt. Another former Prime Minister, Gordon Brown, traded on and perpetuated a myth of being a safe pair of hands when it came to money matters. This is the same Gordon Brown who sold off half of the UK's gold reserves at a knockdown price so low it was remembered ever after as the brown bottom and one of the worst deals in recorded history. In 2008, Brown bailed out the banks with billions and billions of pounds worth of our money. And those banks duly stayed open. The bankers kept getting their bonuses and nothing changed when it came to stopping their reckless games with fantasy money. We were sold down the river and now the banks are shaking on their fantasy foundations once again and for more of the same reasons. Who watches the watchers? Who guards the guards? The MHRA, the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, is supposed to monitor the information we get about health and the safety and effectiveness of the drugs we are offered. But the MHRA gets 86% of its funding from the pharmaceuticals industry. Is that the recipe for unbiased behaviour, always and only in the interests of the people? I'm only asking. It's the same the world over. 65% of the U.S. Federal Drugs Administration comes from Big Pharma. Between 2006 and 2019, 9 out of 10 FDA commissioners went on to secure jobs with pharmaceutical companies. 89% of the European Medicines Agency funding comes from Big Pharma. 96% of the funding for the Therapeutic Goods Administration in Australia comes from Big Pharma. In Japan, the relevant agency gets 85% of its funding from Big Pharma. No lesser publication than the British Medical Journal asked in a headline over a recent article. From FDA to MHRA are drug regulators for hire? Obviously I couldn't possibly say one way or the other. A recent report from Australia's TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration equivalent to our MHRA, A report made available only by a Freedom of Information request makes plain that in January 2021, it was known to anyone privy to Pfizer's own data that the lipid nanoparticle was widely distributed all around the human body. All of this was known before the so-called vaccines were approved for injection into billions of human beings from babies up. Those entrusted with our healthcare knew in advance that the tiny, oily bubbles carrying the making of the toxic spike protein could and would go to brains, hearts, livers, ovaries, testes, everywhere. And they went right ahead and did it anyway. Safe and effective, they said, over and over and over. Misinformation, anyone. If they were doing their jobs and reading reports like this, then Chris Whitty would have known Patrick Vallance would have known. Anthony Fauci would have known. This information is out there now in the public domain, though heavily redacted, and God alone knows what remains redacted. And so why isn't this front page and main TV news all around the world? Why not? Who watches the watchers? Who guards the guards? The answer is as stark as it is depressing. Westminster awards itself the power to make laws, enforce those laws, And decree the punishment for any transgressions of those laws. This is a textbook definition of the tyranny that our constitution enshrined in Magna Carta 1215 was specifically shaped to prevent and yet here we are with the watchers watching the watchers, the guards guarding the guards. It's as obvious as Boris Johnson's estrangement from the truth that this tyranny should never have been allowed to evolve and that since it has we must not tolerate it a moment longer. Decisions of importance must be made by those with skin in the game, but with no means to profit either directly or indirectly from the decisions they come to. Who guards the guards is a 2,000 year old question. Older by 500 years is the Dao Te Jing, the Book of the Way by Lao Tse, the old master. Last week, a friend reminded me of words that sound as though they might have been written this morning. When rich speculators prosper while farmers lose their land, when government officials spend money on weapons instead of cures, when the upper class is extravagant and irresponsible while the poor have nowhere to turn, all this is robbery and chaos.
1: That's so good. Robbery and chaos. I'm going to bring you guys to something that shows the robbery and chaos. And I truly believe that the push... Fine, you can have their... Accept your cookies or whatever um i truly believe that the push for the transgender movement is part of that robbery and chaos all right wait yeah you might be able to yeah scroll down a little bit can you scroll down through it or no i can't scroll down through that but it's fine
4: okay you can just leave that up
1: um this woman right here her name is kelly um I i've can't. seen it like three times today and yeah. i still don't have it's kelly something we'll get to it in a minute but, but she, she goes, goes by, by po- posy parker and she has been an outspoken woman for women's rights now i don't agree with everything that she says she's a bit brash um a colorful in language but she went to new zealand to talk about women and their rights she's a women a woman's campaigner she's um she found herself surrounded in New Zealand by a, a, a completely a deranged mob now, I'll go through this article, you go ahead and scroll down and play some of these videos uh, she had tomato soup and placards thrown in her face she was doused with water, a senator, a sitting senator came and tried to attack her in New Zealand, okay? <laughs> sorry, it- or turn it down I to say huge men, huge men, curled insults and explicitives in her face the shoving of the crowd became so intense that Parker feared for her life. She said, I genuinely thought, look at this, that I if I fell to the floor, I would never get up. again. Look at, when you're crushed yeah, like yeah, that, she terrifying. can't breathe. She can't seem to get out. My children would lose their mother and my husband would lose his wife. It was truly chilling. They're both whistles. They want her harmed. This is evil. This is demonic. Okay. They ranted in a frenzy as this small woman, her bottle blonde hair, stained orange from the soup, had been dumped on her. Desperately tried- you can scroll down, there's another video- tried to make her way to the safety of a police car. It was a ritualistic shaming of a witch, a violent purging of a heretic. Next time you're reading a history book and find yourself wondering how Salem came to be consumed by swirling hysteria, watch the clips of Posey's persecution- <laughs> Sorry, it got loud, guys. These people have gone insane, and the police, for the most part, stood to the side.
11: Wow.
1: Okay? And um, you can come off of this article, and while I'm talking, there should be another um, window up. of some more of this. Uh, You can watch these clips. Just put in Posey Parker. This is how it happens. This is how the fear of the witches can overrule reason. What is Parker's crime? What did this witch do? She said, a woman is an adult human human female. A That's woman what she goes is by. An That's her mantra. That's female. her tagline. That's line. it. Uh, Parker, whose real name is Kelly J. Keene uh, Minchel is well known for her criticism of the ideology of transgenderism. She thinks a man never becomes a woman. If you don't find it in there, it's in my profile. Okay. Um, I'll just go there. Please. She thinks if you are born male, you will die male. And in the time in between, you have no right whatsoever to enter any women-only spaces. This is heresy, you see. Like bathrooms. Dissenting from the gospel of gender ideology is the 21st century dissenting from the actual gospels, and so Parker must be punished in a modern-day stoning. So mercifully, merc, mercilessly, mercil- mercilessly uh, they only threw. Uh, they were, they were so merciful. They only threw soup and water and planks of cardboard at the glass. <laughs> I got it. Parker organizes public events such as "Let Women Speak." She has done it across the UK. Now, I actually was going to play a clip for you last week of, uh, of a kind of a lefty woman, but uh, talking about how she doesn't want her kids to grow up in this. Uh, she's a woman is a woman, but I couldn't because it was so filled with so much. She was so angry. She cursed the whole thing. Um, it's, uh, it's been, it, it, she has done it across the UK, US, and for the past couple of weeks, she's been doing it in Australia and New Zealand. It's a genius initiative. She knows these gatherings of women who merely want to give a voice to their profane belief that sex can never be changed, will draw out crowds of intolerant trans activists and their allies. She knows the Be Kind mob will do everything in its power to stop women from speaking. And she knows it will all brilliantly illustrate her core belief that trans activism is misogyny in disguise, misogyny in drag. So let's, um, let's break this down a little bit. Leah, what we essentially have is, for are all intents and purposes, men is men telling, attacking women, not telling them not being, to speak. But 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 who's being violent here, physically? A lot of these are men. the The trans men community or gay community. I don't know. I, I There's mean, a lot of like, men that aren't trans here, going after her. Right, but what I'm saying is the basis, the fundamental basis mm-hmm. behind this, is saying. All, whether it's the men actually doing it or the society around it, that community yeah. saying that we are going to attack women as t- for for men. Listen how this Australian journalist um, describes this event. Sh- they, in Aust- this 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 is from Sky News, which is supposed to be a conservative site. Orders have held a celebratory rally in Wellington the day
5: after an anti-transgender fled New Zealand overnight. Kelly J keane Minchell says she feared for her safety after being overpowered by counter protesters in Auckland. The calm after the storm. Me being someone who experienced a lot of trauma in my life. An entirely different atmosphere 24 hours after dramatic scenes in Auckland. <laughs> that forced anti-transgender activist Kelly J Keane-Minchel, also known as Posey Parker, to flee New Zealand and abandon her Wellington rally. I am so happy and so blown away. I cried this morning when I heard Posey had left because it told me that I belong in this country too.
10: Uh, Posey Parker has um, left the country after uh, being hugely outnumbered in auckland yesterday
5: she posted on social media saying i get to leave the worst place for women i've ever visited and they live there we will not stop fighting until they are safe to live in their own land i'm so sorry i couldn't do more thousands of trans rights supporters embraced the rally at civic square drowning out the one woman who protested on behalf of let women speak
4: i left new zealand but i thought there might be some women here
5: Event organisers attempted to block Sky News from speaking to the woman. I'm impartial. I'm reporting on the event. I'm reporting on the event. I want to. I want to stick up. For what I believe! I did have a placard, and
10: that got ripped off me. I got showered with water. I think water, hopefully water.
5: It is very clearly a much safer environment today. After dramatic scenes at Auckland forced Kelly J. Kate Mitchell to flee New Zealand, the Wellington Rally has turned into a victory celebration. Wait a minute.
1: Let me tell you what just happened. She just said it's a victory celebration. It's It's so much more peaceful and safe here. But all of those people were just violent, We're the violent people. The next. The, yeah. So what you're saying is you're allowed to use violence to shut you people were. I'm thinking of toddlers throwing a temper tantrum. And, and when they, they, they get it, their way, they're like, I'm fine. And so if you don't want that violence again, then don't do it again. Okay. I mean, at least like, let it happen. The but the fact that they wanted it to happen. the fact that they were essentially trying to say that the violence, but they didn't nobody got arrested. Did they any, were trying to say that the arrested. violence was coming from the Posey Parker let women speak side. No, it was but it the wasn't. violence was her speech it's, and they were reacting in violence to her violent speech and they are allowed to do that. Oh Obviously, they're allowed to react to violence. That speech. is one of the most insane.
6: Did you see that reporter smiling? I,
1: yes, she was. She's like she called it a victory. It's, it's, it, it, did you see the the young man with lipstick on yes it's just a victory i woke up smiling today crying so happy that that we this is dystopian this is another world that New we Zealand? live in I, if you fall into the ocean i don't know if we'll miss you like are they the california of europe i don't they're not, not You know what I mean? Of 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 every every of everything the West. Else, of the West. Yeah. I mean Um are well, no, part California. of the West too. You know what I mean. Um well Across the Pond, away from America. I <laughs> feel like they're the California of countries. Um yeah, at so, this point. You know, New Zealand is a beautiful country, so I'm gonna pray for you that God helps you and God God saves your soul. Because this is not okay. I don't even I honestly don't even have words. But somebody else does. Hang on. Oh, that's Fauci. more Fauci. Oh, we're over here, I think. No, no, did we accidentally? There's a lot off? of tweets. I don't think that I have um, up because I had a repetition of three. I had three that were repeating those ones. Okay. Those three you just went over. All right. So I think I wanted. Where'd she go? There was a. There was just a jubie news. I just can't. On I that. just can't even believe the cognitive dissonance here mm-hmm. of of. Um, of these New Zealanders like she's literally Posey Parker says of the no, worst country goes down. by the For Twitter women I have ever come across go ahead and this is this is just Kelly J. Keene uh, herself aka Posey Parker
7: her name is Kelly J. Keen Minchel, bit of a mouthful she goes by the Twitter handle uh, Posey Parker and I would, having read my background in here, describe her as a women's advocate. And she joins us uh, from Sydney, where she's been uh, sort of on tour, uh, sorry, Adelaide. She's been on tour in Aussie um, for a while, so she'll be looking forward to some real culture when she comes to New Zealand. Uh, (laughs) Kelly J, welcome to the platform. Thank you very much indeed for, for agreeing to talk to us.
11: Well, you're very welcome, thank you.
7: All right, how would you describe yourself?
11: Well, I'm a I'm a women's rights campaigner, so that's right. that's what I do. I um, I'm, I campaign for women's rights. Okay.
7: How come Rainbow groups say you're a fascist, you're a Nazi, you're a terrible person? Why? Where does this criticism come from, and what's the genesis of that?
11: Well, the genesis of uh, of that is that um, these words Nazi, racist, fascist is uh, the most useful and effective silencing tool. That they've got, um, so it doesn't have to be true. Doesn't have to be remotely true. Can't even be linked to something. But some um, say that, that it's a quite a difficult thing to defend, and therefore, extremely effective, yeah. especially amongst themselves.
7: Yeah, yeah, it is. A, it's a, its own ecosystem. Have you had any contact from New Zealand immigration officials? And I have to say, this has worked before in New Zealand. Is that speakers who represent some would say controversial views, have been kept out of the country. In fact, a guy called Avi Yemeni from Rebel News was going to visit New Zealand and he got kept out of the country. We found out with the connivance of the Prime Minister and our police service who had interfered with immigration. I'm wondering, have you had a problem? Have you had any visas turned down or are you on track to visit New Zealand?
11: I'm on track. They approved me real swift. Um... Whether or not uh, I actually make it through customs, I guess, is another. So this
1: was before she um,
11: went. you know, through the border is a, is another issue. But it's just insane. I mean, the fact that that you use a, a controversial, uh, I know that you don't think that saying a, a woman doesn't have a penis is um, is controversial, but it's become so. So who knows?
3: Mm.
7: When are you due here?
11: Um, I am arriving. With the policy of women first. A little bit like the titanic um so it's it's women first men can speak at the end so no i'm more than happy to say exactly oh, let speaking, us I know to let us know let- the state the same as women in the uk canada united states and australia um there is just this pattern that we can't say what we want to on um social media platforms so i was banned from so many um facebook twitter twitter was nearly five years um, Mumsnet, which is a parenting forum. I can't sign a petition on change.org. I can't take any money through Patreon. Uh, there's certain sort of online retailers that I should be able to use that I can't. So right across New Zealand, women just, women want the right to female-only space. Uh, women want the right to female-only language, to be able to use the word woman and not have it replaced with silly words like menstruator or breeder or pregnant person, etc. cetera. Um, so it's just about New Zealand women breaking the silence that they feel in their own lives and coming out and speaking. That's that's what yeah, we
7: do. Yeah, yeah. And, and they written materials to say birthing person. And <laughs> these two radio hosts said, that is bullshit. <laughs> and we're not going to be certified as diverse and woke.
1: So do you think that that is worthy of violence? <clears throat> that I don't want to be called a menstrual person or a birthing person because I'm not even married and I might... You know, it's like <clears throat> a birthing person... A pregnant person is a birthing. No, 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 person. No, no, no. What you mean? What the, we I you wouldn't be called a pr- a pregnant person or a birthing person because you're female. You just be if called a menstruator. you were pregnant, right? You would be called a menstruator. But what about but if you were women? Pregnant, you don't have. What about would, people? You post- wouldn't be called a pregnant woman. You would be called a pregnant person. <clears throat> what do you? What about people post-menopause? The post menopause? Women former menstruator. That's well. That could be a transgender though. So you couldn't. That's not a good definition uh, because yeah, transgender. It all gets stops, very hairy, doesn't stop. it? and it's very an adult human female don't let them steal your words and is that's very strange like man like science they're all like you stupid creationist you don't believe in science right and we're like in the beginning <laughs> god created the male and female at least the first verse is right oh my gosh man no Crazy. this is and honestly what this woman is probably way, way far more left, far left than than uh, she belongs with those people, <laughs> but she doesn't in in this sense. And the, so the fact that she's been canceled, I mean, this is it's just insane. It is more to and our keep side. moving the line over. They, I know, and, and now that, she now, finds and herself and now like the she's with the crazy conservatives, the, the, the radical right wing extremists who believe moms should stay at home, you should homeschool, and and now yeah. they believe you should homeschool. Yeah, because if you go to public school, then you're getting indoctrinated that women can have penises. I know it's great. It's it's bad, but it's great, because it know. makes them look bad to normal people. It and does. there are fortunately, I do believe, except for New Zealand, that there are more normal people in this world True. than than not. I would have seen that. that in the UK. A couple more stories here. We got to run. Um, in addition to the Israel, to Israeli um, guys in Parliament that made it so they didn't, so that they want to make it so that the gospel can't be preached. Yeah. Israel actually saw their largest protest this week. And let me get into the nitty-gritty of this because it's kind of confusing. It's obviously, the, to the people in Israel, it's not because so many people came out. You can go ahead and scroll down and, and play the video. In a major development, Israel, Israeli defense minister Yavov Gallant on Saturday called for Benjamin Netanyahu's government to halt its planned judicial reforms which have prompted enormous protests that are starting to disrupt the country's military. I see the source of our strength eroding the rift within the rift within our society is widening and penetrating the Israeli defense forces. He said in a speech, this is a clear and imminent and tangible danger to the security of the state. I shall not be party of this to this. In addition to calling for the suspension of reforms, gallant, uh, also implored Israelis to stop the enormous protest, which raged even as he spoke. Wow. The coming week, this week, could bring drama and even more upheaval as the Kesnet is expected to hold its final vote on the first aspect of the judicial overhaul, I a measure giving Nesset. the uh, government more power over the Supreme Court appointments. Uh, other reforms allow the, I think it's Kesnet, uh, Israelis. I, that's no way it's Kesnet. I think it's just Neset. I think the case is silent. Israelis uh, unicameral legislature to override Supreme Court decisions with a simple majority vote. Others would end the court's practice of applying a reasonableness test when evaluating laws and government what? Do actions. Do they have numbers for these people that we watching on this video? Like, how many people is this? It's like a sea of people. Critics characterize the scheme as a step deeper into authoritarianism. Some say the moves are part uh, in de- designed to help Netanyahu... Terminate his ongoing pers- prosecution on corruption charges. The past ten weeks has seen major political protests all over Israel. Saturday night's crowds were reportedly the largest, estimated in the hundreds of thousands. Uh, the largest in Israel. Uh, Israel's history, history. Hundreds of thousands. Gallant said the uh, IDF are feeling the effects. The events happening in Israeli society are not staying out of the military. Feelings of rage, disappointment, and fear have reached heights that we have never seen before. More pressingly, a growing coalition of Israeli service members, calling themselves the Brothers in Arms, are committing to stop showing up for duty in protest of the measures. Some say they'll stay at home if the judicial reforms are passed, but others aren't waiting, particularly among Israel's reserve forces. On Friday, 200 uh, Israeli Air Force reserve pilots signed a letter saying that they will not report for two weeks. Reservists are an essential part of Israel's uh, military and especially its air force, which has been active in bombing targets across Syria, including the uh, the Damascus airport. IDF chief of staff, Lieutenant General Halavi has already sounded an internal alarm, saying the dip in reservists reporting for duty is not so large that the military is on the verge of uh, curtailing operations. Underscoring the divisions caused by the, this judicial proposal, quote unquote, the far right national security minister, uh, Itamar ben uh lashed out at his fellow cabinet members, urging Netanyahu to fire Gallant, whom he condemned for succumbing to the pressure of uh, those IDF members who threatened to re- report for duty. Similarly, Israel's communications ministers accused Gallant, a former naval commando, of giving wind to a military coup. However, just minutes after Gallant <coughs> concluded his remarks, two of his fellow uh, Likud party uh, lawmakers endorsed his plea. Israel's agriculture minister and another another uh, Likud member reportedly favored a freeze um, on this judicial reforms as well. If they went as far as to become no votes, on Friday, the day before Gallant's speech, Netanyahu told reporters, "Surrendering to IDF refusal is a terrible danger to the state of Israel. The country cannot." exist without the IDF there will not be a nation it's very simple all red lines have been crossed people who were responsible for the security of the country suddenly adopted this cynicism Gallant said he had privately shared his views with Netanyahu who asked him to delay going publicly with them Gallant canceled his plans to speak out on on Thursday so this is a developing event I am honestly not certain what these judicial reforms are and why these Israelis are so upset Mm -hmm. and angry but I will tell you this We send $40 billion of aid to Israel. We are funding a state that is in constant war. Israel is never not at war. Ever. Okay. It started in war. It started in bloodshed. And it continues today. And I remember um, my youth pastor's son saying in his graduation speech that all he wanted was peace in the Middle East. Well... On our Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, we are going to cover, at some point, probably, the creation of the state of Israel, the political state of Israel, Mm. and not just the land. You know, it's a very strange conundrum for me. I'll just be honest. Because I grew up loving Israel, and quite frankly, I have this love for netanyahu and he seems to be he seemed before covid to be on our side he seemed seemed, is a past tense word he seemed to be but he forced the lockdown israel became a forced jabbed they israel became the testing ground on the jews for these vaccines and netanyahu like donald trump has never come out and admitted there was a, a video very 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 early on because they were the first to get the vaccines. Of many 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 Israelis just in tears with their bodies completely broken or even their young men a few of them died of myocarditis and heart attacks and you don't hear about that you don't hear about that on the news it was completely scrubbed off of Twitter you know if somebody got hit by a car and then 10 people got hit by a car. You'd be allowed to tell 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 people about that. If there are gun if there is a gun shooting and there are victims of a shooting, then you're allowed to talk about that. So, you know, but you're the fact that they're not allowed to talk about being injured by something. When you get another piece of information, it's like putting a puzzle piece together and you see you can you can now interpret a news story. Differently, you mm-hmm. said to me because I was not there. I don't think I did not hear uh Carrie Madey say this from stage, so I don't know if she said it to you when you were having a conversation. She said it from the stage. I, I must have missed it that there is a revival. There's a revival going on in Israel, yeah, which makes sense because we're seeing revival happen in, in Middle Eastern countries all over. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this massive amount of people, call me optimistic. You said I don't really know what is going on here. I suspect that what happened when they used the strong arm against the Israeli people. Let me give an update, just real quick. Let me get um, this thought out, okay? Because your update you can read. My thought will leave and vanish to the ether. Grab it before it goes. I, I suspect that when you when you when you put your fists down on a people who very recently were almost obliterated, okay in history. And they are told by their grandparents never to forget and never to allow it to happen again. The anger of these people once they wake up and as they are waking up and as the gospel starts to spread, it's going to evidence itself. And so when we covered on Friday, the fact that there were these two members of parliament proposing this idea to stop the spread of Christianity in In Israel, we our minds my mind did anyway, goes straight to oh, look how bad Israel is getting. When I think if we're looking at the government, you could say that. But if you're looking at the people, and that's really all that matters, when you're looking at the people, I think that they are going they are having an awakening that is causing the government to panic. And so Whatever this is, meaning it's the largest rally in Israeli history. But here's here's my conundrum. I don't know. I'm just I'm here's just curious. my curious. I'm curious. The enemy of my enemy is usually my friend. Generally speaking, that would be the case. AOC Rashida Tlaib. Yep. Who's the other chick? Ilan Omar. These pro-Palestinian people, mm-hmm. pro-violence. Yeah. They're not my friend. Nope. These leftists who hate Israel, who support the boycott, divestment, sanction of everything coming out of Israel. The Ben and Jerry's who come out and say, we're not even going to sell our stupid ice cream because we hate Israel. There is something awful there. There is hatred there. Yeah. Which is makes me want to support Israel. So last night I'm talking to Ina, who's Jewish. Yeah. And um, she said that she really struggles because the Jewish community is so lefty.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They're, so, they're, they're, they're they're just so left-leaning. How can there be two versions? How can there be two lefts
4: there fighting are, each other?
1: There are two lefts, and that's the issue. That's, that's the hard piece of this to swallow, okay? Because Muslims make war. That's what they do. They've always made wars. They always war. And they're going to war over a piece of land. And that's what that is about. They're warring over a piece of land. You know, last night, the Kansas Cowboys said, I think we should just like take the toy away. No one gets it. Um, but, uh, so I, I'm not, I, I honestly, I can't side with Israel, the state I can, I can side with the awakening in the Israeli people that is going on in Israel right now. Um, yeah. It's... I don't trust... Ben. I trust Benjamin Netanyahu ten times less than I trust Donald Trump right now. At least. In perhaps the least surprising geopolitical move of the day, Israeli ben- uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu fired his defense minister on Sunday... A day after Yavav Gallant called for a halt to the planned overhaul of Israel's judiciary that had divided his country. Um, so he fired that guy. And I, 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 I'm I, going to play a video here. And I haven't not vetted this. But I, I see. You mean you haven't yet vetted it. You said I haven't not. I have not. Right. <laughs> I thought I said I have not. Could you bring this up? We, mm-hmm. d- we have an Iraqi Jew schools as Zionists, And now Zionism is that Jews should all return to Israel. Now, I have dear friends who are Zionists, and I love them, and they're Jews, and they're my friends. So, this is a conundrum.
11: Play, please. What do you feel about the illegal occupation of the
9: Israeli settlement?
0: Palestinians being pulled out of their homes, homes bulldozed? Look, you, you it's keep off. going
5: back to that. Can I just point out that very few people don't talk about the
7: origins of all this when you had millions of Jews who lived in North Africa, the Iberian Peninsula, they were kicked out of those areas. Yeah, I'm sorry, but they weren't kicked out. I'm, I'm a Jewish from Eastern regions, from Iraq. They weren't kicked out. The, the Zionists world? the Zionists needed to throw hand grenades in a synagogue for my family to decide that it's too dangerous to live there. Is that
4: true? Yes,
1: we've that... talked about that. So yeah. tomorrow, hey, that we've talked story? about that. Listen, we let me tell you guys what happened. These people had to leave because it was too dangerous to be there. So they said the Zionists were, were blowing up synagogues. The Jews were blowing up synagogues to convince other Jews to leave. Okay, that's something different than I thought. Yeah, that that that's he what he was about. saying. Okay. Yeah. So he was saying that Jews were... were and so I... I'm not going to get into the weeds on this, but I will go back to the, the origins because I'm telling you guys. The creation of the nation state of Israel. The creation of the nation state of Israel. Somebody says, uh, we are Jews, not Zionists. The state that now uses the name Israel is a Zionist and irreligious state. It is not a Jewish state. We want the almighty God to destroy this state as soon as possible and save the Jews from Zionist oppression. Those are the. But here's the thing. Again. Those are the ultra-Orthodox Jews that don't want to see Christians preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think that there's... I, you're looking for a right and wrong. I think it's just a little mess. And I think that the only thing that we can look at is going back to the, the spreading of the gospel of Jesus. So if there's revival going on in Israel, which is brand new news to me,
4: then yeah, everything
1: so- else that is opposed to that is on the wrong side. So there's an uh, Israeli rabbi here who says, Ethiopian Jews are the most original Jews. Says Rabbi Ben Zion Musafi. Uh, They preserve the first temple traditions. They are the original tribe of Dan. The Messiah will come from the tribes of Dan and Judah. Torah refers to both as lions. Now, when I have celebrated the Passover Seder with my dear friends. Jewish friends. Jewish friends. The power of God was there. Mm Mm-hmm. They supported the state of Israel, too. And they even went to, one of them went to go fight with the IDF. What we need to pray for is that Jews will come to know that the earth is now their inheritance. Come on. The whole world is their inheritance. That they are sons and gods of the almighty God. That Jesus is Yeshua. Did you say sons and gods? They're sons and daughters of the almighty God. We're not preaching a new religion here. Hold up. That was a mispeak. They are, they own the planet now. All of it. Right. And there is a mess in the Middle East because Christians have put themselves into the timeline of what they believe is biblical prophecy. Whereas if Christians just back out and let God be God, and let Israel be Israel now as a state. Okay, it is now, um, and y- you back out from your. Prof- you can't. You can't help govern. A Jewish state or the state of Israel. From obscure prophecies that you think you're applying to their state. This is this is. This is not the separation of religion, uh, church and state. God would say you need a separation of your church and state because this is a denominational new religious interpretation. Yeah, it's true. Over the past 150 years yeah. that says we need a state of Israel for Jesus to come back. And so mm-hmm. we are funding this state of Israel so that Jesus can come back. So that Jesus With can our com- tax money. Let does me- Jesus need to come back? To the state of Israel through our tax money? Uh, No, but let me also, for those of you that don't know and you haven't been tuning into our Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, and I said this to ladies yesterday, unfortunately, the Zionist, the Christian Zionist view that would see all Jews go to Israel, that would see a third temple built, they're essentially like a sycophant saying, we want all the Jews to go to Israel, build the third temple. Start doing sacrifices again so that a third of them will die and the sacrifices will cease and God's destruction will come on them again. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what modern end times theory teaches. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to, you need to know what you believe. So if you want to fight me on modern end times theory, at least admit that in order for Matthew 24 to be fulfilled again, Zionists believe, Christian Zionists believe what I just said, because a third of the Jews have to die. Sacrifices have to cease. And the most destruction, destructive thing that can possibly happen that you can imagine has to happen on those people in that place right there um, in in Jerusalem. So don't tell me that you're not a sycophant for wanting that to happen. I'm sorry. You're sick. You're sick in the head. You're sick in All the right, head. All right, so we want you guys to come and visit us. Yes. That's, that's, that's not, leave. let's not end on that. Most of you that are watching don't aren't, are, are understanding where we're coming from. So I'm not talking yeah. to you guys. But anyone that does believe that is sick in the head. Okay. All right, you had one more thing you wanted to do no, on this. No, that's Facebook? it. We got to go. Oh, we'll just tell them then. I well, guess you we did tell I was going to cover that, but we'll, Uganda right. has made it illegal to be a homosexual. A homosexual. I actually had one more video. Illegal to the point of death and jail. Yeah, I actually had this this last video of these um Israeli, as these Indian doctors talking about the jab, but I can't play this on Facebook, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that if, was in the um, description. I don't know if you wanted to say goodbye real quick or if you have we can anything. You just say goodbye real quick okay. to Facebook. I mean, I don't know anything I need to tell the Facebookers. I mean, y'all should you, when we do switch over, you guys should it's really easy just to click on the link and follow us to, to listen to the rest of the show. Okay. So I've got a video of Indian doctors talking about the um, the jab needs to be stopped. All right, Facebook, we're saying goodbye to y'all. There. Boom. Now we can play the- we can talk- talk about them. Yeah, that video I have it like three times. I don't know why. There it is. There we go. Come on, man.
9: Oh, do heart
10: attacks, strokes, or cancers patients are Telling the dots. Stop the shots. Where is the data on safety and
6: efficacy? There is no. Re-
1: for podcasters, we are playing a series of doctors in India who are very hard to understand that are telling us how dangerous it is to have the shots and that they should be stopped. So now that you know the premise, you can listen for words that might stand out because it's very hard to understand. us data. So
8: stop the shots. <laughs> सब कुछ चला लिया तुमने और भुगत not get चुपके से can बल्कि विरोध करके लेकिन अब ये get it. बच्चों पे आ गए बच्चे ये नहीं can ये नहीं होने देंगे अब बस हो it. स्टॉप
9: द शॉट्स नाउ it. You can't get it. You can't get the shots. That with
4: the cdc backtracking on four fundamentals governing the pandemic its entire edifice has collapsed stop the shots now this unnatural and
6: called covid-19 vaccines and their mass inoculation. it goes against the Principle of natural evolutionary disease and is likely to play havoc in the society and will spoil generations to come. It has not been able to prevent the disease. It has not given any physical advantage to our health
0: except for a political narrative and of course an obvious big economical
6: advantage to pharma companies So my request is please stop.
5: This vaccination program is totally unscientific. There is no control group. And what about our actual immunity? Stop the shot.
7: Enough is enough. Stop
6: the shots.
1: <laughs> That's really good. Stop the shots. So they are getting that, and you guys can go to um you can go to our website, resistancehooks.com, what to do if you get the bug. And there are links there on some pharmacies in India where you can uh, help keep yourself from the bug. Uh, look at a what to do if you get the bug. Type that in. Just type in bug in the search results and you can get some information on how to get stuff from Indian uh, pharmacies. So what's this last one? Um, no, we're done. Okay, we'll just read it so they know. We did we, oh, we did we've that done already. a whole we've right. done a whole show on I was actually just gonna that, talk right. about more about the cobalt and Congo. All right, so we're gonna wrap up today very quickly. Unlike normal, we love you guys, God loves you, God bless. Remember it's not just a conspiracy theory, if it's actually the truth. Please. What about our sponsors? Okay, you wanna get the sponsors? Real quick. Old school survival boot camp. I can't pull up the promo code because well, we've had to change they're it. They're not really our sponsors, but go ahead. Well, yeah, we don't get paid for this. We want you guys to join us May 12th through the 14th at Old School Survival Boot Camp. OSSN23 is the new promo code. That's OSSN23. So you guys can use that to come and join us in Hocking Hills. 140 classes of just amazing survival homestead prepping, bushcrafting. Dude, it's awesome. So you're going to join us there, Hocking Hills, Ohio. Then you're going to go to MyPillow.com because they still have the closeout sale. They are getting rid of their all-season slippers. They are $25. Again, we don't get kickback on that either. If You buy something else while you're there, we do. But not on the slippers. Okay? And I think even the per-cal sheets are like 25 bucks now because they're closing those out as well. Yeah. So I, we don't get a kickback on that either. So just go get the stuff that we won't get any reimbursement on because we want you guys to get We're a good deal. We're horrible at this. MyPillow.com. Promo code RC at MyPillow.com. Um, however, this week... Um, I don't know if we're going to go live with it or I'll premiere it later, but we're going to have Vicky Natale on again of Organic Body Essentials um, to talk about her amazing products that I literally just call Food for Your Face and Food for Your Bodies. What we don't really highlight very much is the pet CBD oil that they have because we were literally using not her specific brand but a pet CBD oil on our dogs before they passed away and it was totally worth it. Life yeah. changing. It was life changing for our dogs. So you can go there, organicbodyessentials.com. Use promo code RC there as well. So we try to keep the promo codes as as alike as we can. But um, you know, yesterday we did that event with Coach Dave, and we got a chance to really talk about survival, prepping, and homesteading on stage. It was actually incredible because we've never really done it quite like that before. And we're going to do a class very similar to that at Old School Survival Bootcamp, by the way. So make sure you sign up for that. But um, when you, when it comes to all things prepping, survival, and homesteading, the brideyonstore.com is your one-stop shop, Yeah, literally. And you can use promo code CHICKS over there. So, um, do we have that, the last gift for mom? Yeah. So Patriot Gallery had a birthday. I think it's right underneath of there. On Thursday. And it's been a rapid fire weekend. So we haven't even opened her presents yet. So we're going to do that tonight. The Kansas Cowboy has a birthday tomorrow. It's this, it's absolute birthday month over here. It should be right next to that box.
4: Okay.
1: Um... Anyway, so Rose Donovan sent a present and we opened it up for Leah's mail call on accident. And my mom was like, why didn't you just finish opening it? And we were like, no, we'll, we will wait. So she made a handmade notepad cover and back actually for Patriot Gallery. And I want to tell you why this is so cool. Show the rings at the top that she added. So it's like a flip pad with the rings. Patriot Gallery, all of her blogs... That she does the vlogs which you need to go and watch she's got um, a series of six that she just did this weekend that she's got uploaded she broke it down into six six parts. they all start by handwriting them down. she'll be praying in the morning meditating with the Lord and she writes down her blogs and so this is an perfect. absolutely perfect gift this notepad and every time she sees it. So what does it say it says a blessed mama. Made of strength, love, faith, and hope. Hope anchors the soul. If you can dream it, you can do it. What's Grow this one say? Positive thoughts. What's this one say over here? The thousands matter. Uh, my thoughts matter. My thoughts matter. <laughs> um, it's backwards for me. If you uh, let your dreams be your wings. Faith, hope, and love. So it's just, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I'm really, um, I, love I treasure this, actually. Into a flip thing. Yeah. Oh, she's got stamps in the corner. Did she do every corner or just that one? No, every corner. Turn that around and show them the stamps. Front and back, actually. She put a stamp in the corner. Rose, that's beautiful. So I'm going to say thank you for mom, uh, for Patriot Gallery there, because I know that, and there was a card, I thought, with it, but it might have gotten opened with your cards. Yeah, nope, thanks. it's still there. Okay. Go ahead and open it. Okay. Happy birthday, Patriot Gallery. Oh, yeah, because I I knew, yeah, she's made, oh, that's right, because you opened it, and then we realized it was for Patriot Gallery. Yeah. Uh, Don't count the candles on your cake. Just enjoy the glow they make. Thank you, Patriot Gallery. Thank you for being steadfast to bring Leah Michelle up in the uh, nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's awesome. That means a lot to us, Rose, and thank it you. Does. We appreciate that. Yes, thank you. We actually had wanted to do a live stream on Patriot Gallery's birthday, and we were busy getting ready for this weekend's event. So, <laughs> fail, fail, fail. But, guys, our mom is the anchor of our show. She does so much you don't even know. So, thank you, mom, for all that you do. We love you. And I know that everybody so she just did in a six the family part vlog, too. If you guys want to go watch it, she's, I mean, I already watched the first part myself. She's got um, prophetic voices in there. She's got a whole show. She's got Lynette Zhang breaking down the financial crisis. Oh, it's great. Um, you know that's the, about this specific series. It's really good. Is that she ties together all these videos, so it's it's like a variety show that with one running theme. And uh, so I want to encourage you guys to go check that out. You can watch it on Rumble and all of our platforms. She's getting like more views than us on things. She is getting more views than us on things. Um, Okay, so Donna says, I received my fourth pair of my slippers this week. The first of the all-season slippers. So I want to know how the all-season slippers are. Because I only have the regular ones that are really, really warm. Like, they're super warm. They're like Sherpa lined. Uh, So, yeah. All right, you guys. This coming week. I'm going to sign off. Okay, you say goodbye. This coming week, we have Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. You do not want to miss that. And if you haven't been watching the series, you can go back and watch it. Go to resistancechicks.com. Click on it, the tab that says Revelation Red Pill Wednesday slash Academy. There's a a Brighteon playlist, by the way. That's a tip for, for those of you that want to watch them in succession. I've got two different playlists. I've got one for Revelation Red Pill Academy that we did three years ago and one for the Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. So you can click on that. There's a ton of resources for the Breakaway Kingdom Hub, For the Kingdom Roundtable, Sparrow Pictures has been putting out their 20 Minutes of Revelation. We've been uploading those as we can on our Rumble channel. They are so good. I think they put one out last night, so you can go to Sparrow Pictures on Rumble and check that out. We are just trying to get this message to you guys because it's transformative. It's absolutely, unequivocally transformative. So let me check out the calendar and see if we have any other uh, things coming up this week because... Aside from our regular American Sunrise, oh, we do, we're going to be on with Dr. John Diamond on Thursday on brightion.tv at 9 a.m. And get this, do you guys remember Leo and Nancy Martin of the Jenny Museum at, from our Plymouth event back in September? They're going to be on with him in the second half. So you can watch back to back, boom, us, 9 o'clock, and then Leo and Nancy at 930. So that's going to be just absolutely incredible, phenomenal, love it. So you're going to be with us on Wednesday night. You're going to be with us on Wednesday morning on Real America's Voice. You're going to be with us on Thursday with Dr. John Diamond. And uh, there's so much to watch. Don't forget to go to CoachDaveLive.com forward slash Kentucky Live. And then you can watch this past weekend's event for 20 bucks and share that link with whoever you want, right? So split the cost with whatever, you know, it's literally, Samantha said at the start of the show, totally worth the 20 bucks. Tom Renz, Ivan Raiklin, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Carrie Midday, who's not going by doctor anymore, Resistance Chicks, a bit of Coach Dave, a little bit of Casper McLeod, and everybody got two full hours. It was just the best format for one of these events that I can possibly imagine. Everyone that was there left with their lives changed. So if you want to watch the entire weekend, CoachDaveLive.com forward slash KentuckyLive, and Coach tells me he's going to be doing a lot more of these. So I'm just really, really excited about that. I love it. Okay guys, we will see you later this week. I can't wait for Wednesday nights. They're my new favorite and I know they're yours. So put it on your calendars every week to remember to join us 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Rumble Live, on Facebook Live, on D Live, possibly Cloud Hub, and then you can always watch it back on Podbean or your favorite place that you like you guys like to watch us. Thank you guys for being so awesome. Alice says, that end time theory is horrible. Christians also support Jew and Israel because of the terrible things during the Holocaust in Europe so very true, so very true, Uh, Automedic says, I really appreciate your dedicated research and hard work, considering my mom and two sisters are at home with the Lord, I have an inspiring connection, keep on sharing, PG plus Leah plus Michelle, I love that, and I love getting messages from you guys, so send us your emails, massfaith33 at gmail.com, I try to get back to those, I can't always get to them, but I really, really try, I read them all, Um, and then you can send us your letters, PO Box 107 Milford, Ohio 45150, and we will see you guys next time, I love you so much. And God does too. Bye. I was called all alone.
5: No place for every day, so afraid. But you got my.